pro. Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bex man. <laughs> you just called Nightcrawler a joke? It's fucked up. God, is. <laughs> he is not. They I'm never. They, uh, it's very rarely that you Nightcrawler is just read. Amazing Nightcrawler. Yeah, the only guy to get he's his own book. Hero. He's a movie star. And a hero. Yeah. He's a criminal. He he's fucked a girl. That makes him a criminal. Smooth criminal. <laughs> God damn it, I hate how perfect that joke was. I hope you were recording it this one. I am. Alright, awesome. Welcome to this issue of Mex Men. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're mostly just going to be, uh, we got the astonishing episodes from Josh, uh, Joss Whedon, uh, all got deleted, so we're oh. kind of recovering that. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the audience. Well, it threw me off because you said we got the astonishing episodes, so I thought you were going to say. No, we're not. <laughs> Play the clip! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, uh, we're, we're going back over, so it's going to be a quick, well not a quick, but like an overall review of uh, astonishing as a whole, so we don't all have to reread the issues and go back through. <laughs> and uh, we also got to go over uh, it's all uh, extremists or the extremists. Extremists number one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that trash. And uh, the Dark Phoenix trailer, which we kind of did already. Uh, but we kind of just watched it. it, just heard it in the background. Yeah. All right. We'll talk. But, yeah, uh, I don't know where you started with that. But Oh, I started, like, a while ago. A while ago. We're, so, we're seven minutes in. Oh, jeez. Was I playing the trailer? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to delete that. No, we don't. We talked about it. We All right. They're like, wow, this show takes forever yeah. to start. Yeah. Yeah, we're still not. We're kind of starting. Yeah. We, there was there. an intro. There you go. Yeah. You're still in the intro. I know. By the way, this is how I feel every time I'm doing a fucking overview, and you're like saying shit while I'm trying to say the shit. That's kind of our format now. Because you decided. Yeah, that's instead of it's much a... better that way. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> and X Force number three. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, X Force. I didn't read it. I you didn't. didn't. Well, I mean, I'm covering X Force, so I'm oh, expected. Yeah. yeah. And then you know he. I do extremists. All right. I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, maybe that's why you wanted the. Uh, to be fair, I had four things last week. The trailer was oh. great, though. I love that trailer. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Of course, you love the trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All you needed was Cyclops yelling Gene. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I was sold after that point. <laughs> yeah. And then you saw Mystique get blasted halfway through uh, the universe. So yeah. It's kind of like across the yard. I exaggerated. It's like I'm not. It's Ty Sheridan, right? Sheridan? Yeah, that dude. Or Sheeran? No, not, not Sheeran. Sheeran. Ed, right? <laughs> it's Ed? It's Ed Sheridan? It's, it's Ed Sheridan? Ginger fellow, right? <laughs> He's the hotel, right? <laughs> Ty Sheridan? Yeah. I like him as Cyclops. He looks the part. Well, yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard to not look like Cyclops when you get a visor on your face, though. That's actually a really good point. That's true. Uh... Because I was just going to say, I don't know about him as Cyclops. You don't know about him as Cyclops? Uh, I mean, I know I saw the movie, but, like, I don't I don't know how I feel about him as Cyclops. I like, only... I'm not going to be heartbroken when it's changed. Yeah. No, me neither, of course, because he never gets a, any fucking screen time, really. 
Yeah, well, and I still feel like like James Marsden could have been the the greatest Cyclops, but they didn't give him anything. Yeah, I right away I like James Marsden more than I like this guy. Well, and I'm sure Marvel will find somebody that we've never heard of, and he's the greatest oh, I'm Cyclops sure. ever. Who's taller, also. Yeah, at least we're trying to make him look like these a guys kid. all look like five eight. Yeah, and so, that guy is also typecasted as the dude with a visor on his face. Yeah, to be fair, he's only done two movie franchises, but both had a but visor had on visors, his face. Yes. Nice. Next, he's gonna do the Life and Times of the BK Kid. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's gonna be <laughs> in a reboot movie. of uh, Star Trek. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna whitewash the one black guy. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the cast will be black though. For some reason, that will lead to a new Reading Rainbow starring him. <laughs> Cyclops is Reading Rainbow. Uh, I used to think that uh, Star Trek was just lame X-Men. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Because it super is. Picard be- later becomes Xavier. And, I mean, what's his face? Uh, the one with the, the, the face that's all fucked up? <coughs> was all like, oh, that's like a cross between Beast and Wolverine. Oh, yeah, Klingon? they do. Oh, yeah, Worf, right? I don't know. Fuck Star Trek. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, the Klingon. Yeah. Dude with the wrinkly forehead or whatever. Yeah, it's scrotum face. There's some yeah. There's some nerds yelling at <laughs> their shit right now, just like, you guys never understand it. Hey, really? Our generation, though? Yeah. Our generation gave a fuck about Star Trek? Yes. There's movies out. I have plenty of friends that have yelled at me for not liking Star Trek. Oh, how dare they? Yeah, it's bad. Fucking hipsters. Yeah. Well, it's Alex and Brian. So. Really? Yeah. It always really? felt super lame, because I compared oh, wow. it to Star Wars, which was always way better. Yeah. It's like, it's just... Yeah. It, I, I told them the other day, it's the Lord you know of the what? Rings of Space. It's uh, just people slowly moving, trying to get somewhere, and not a lot's happening. Even then, I feel like that's a diss to Lord of the Rings. No, no. Lord of the Rings, boring. Until... <sighs> the first one was boring. I like two and three, though. Uh, Lord of the Rings is to uh, Game of Thrones what uh, Star Trek is to Star Wars. Really? Yep. Yep. Hey, I haven't watched I Game know, of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, fuck both of you. Uh, yeah. So I can't compare. I know the books, Lord of the Rings, they were boring as fuck. I saw half of the first episode. It's dope. And Boromir lasts the entire first season. I, I saw the I saw this thing online about um, what character, like what actor could you take all their characters and they'd be the most unbeatable in a fight. And somebody posted Sean Bean and they were like, not this guy. Yeah, it's Magneto. Or Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's a good argument. Also, Liam Neeson. No. Neo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keanu also, Reeves. John Wick and yeah, true. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he can time travel. That's tough yeah. one. And and in a man of Tai Chi, he knew Tai Chi. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm kidding. He was the bad guy. See, like, <laughs> I know what it is, but every time I hear Tai Chi, I'm like, sounds delicious. <laughs> but uh, so that news, right? Yeah, the Dark Phoenix trailer. Maybe a little bit more on that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I'm, you probably picked it up, but yeah, the X Men, uh, Grant Morrison's X Men, Cyclops uh, is obviously uh, his costume based off that. I don't. This is what I was disagreeing with. Yeah. It looks like um, 
just a I mean, I'm not saying it's the exact outfit, but generic. it's obviously based. It's just the big yellow X's, man. Yeah, yeah on the leather the, jackets. That's all the Grant But they're not is. wearing leather jackets. They're wearing bodysuits. Were they, though? Yeah. Play the clip. Yeah, no, you play the <laughs> clip. <laughs> we got the Office PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't even, like, hooked up right now. It's the Switch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, they're bodysuits. And it's bullshit anyway because... What one are you claiming is bodysuits? That's how confused I am right now. Aren't they wearing bodysuits? When they all walked up opposing sides of Jean. Yeah, on the street. Yeah, in the black and yellow. It looked like a... In Apocalypse or in Grant Morrison's? Grant Morrison's. Why do you keep saying Grant Morrison's? No, in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I'm saying in the... Because I'm comparing the two... And you're saying that one is bodysuits, and I don't know which one you're talking about. Well, I thought we were only because they about look Dark exactly Phoenix. the same. I thought we were talking about the Dark Phoenix trailer. How do they look the same? I'm. I want to know to look it up. Go to the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep saying it? You're the one with the phone. <laughs> you don't have a phone. <laughs> you're the one holding your phone, yelling. Go. <laughs> we're gonna need some heavy editing on this. I have a feeling. <laughs> I feel like this is still one of our better episodes. <laughs> oh, God. Let's all watch this trailer on different phones at the same time. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Everything is that, from the waist up. Should have used that Office PS4. It doesn't show them uh, from, a, from like a standing position? It is literally all waist up. Although I did see a picture of Grant Morrison's uh, Cyclops next to it. The only thing that really seems different is I can't see. No, that's not a fucking bodysuit. Let me see. Your face is. Those are some blue jeans. Here's the actual, just straight up costume. Oh yeah, it looks like a bodysuit. There's there's a waistline there. But it's. That's from the chest up, dude. All right. Yeah, Grant Morrison. Boom. (sighs) All right. Whatever. But anyway, my my overall point. Is that their suits that were at the end of Apocalypse? Way better. Oh yeah, that was the nineties. And they just fucked off with those. Yeah, <laughs> they did them for no. That was they were just a cameo. That was just for, to get you hard, but they didn't tell you they weren't gonna finish you off. Yeah, or like, oh, by the way, you'll never see these until the end of the movie. You know, what? they're gonna be in some trash ass like generic combat suits that they find <clears throat> on a ship. Makes zero sense why they wouldn't use actual suits, like X-Men suits. Man, fuck Fox. They're just their danger room suits. They're not danger room suits, though. They literally wore danger Didn't room they call suits them flight the suits? The last movie. Oh, at the end. I thought you were talking about the flight suits. Well, that was the only time that they were wearing those uh, suits. Yeah, it was at the end in the danger room. room. Yeah. It was pajamas. <laughs> just pajamas. He's like, oh, guys, I'm you know, still in my slacks. That, so. Also, fuck that whole concept. Mystique being best pals with Xavier and then training the X-Men. Oh, yeah. The the X-Men movies are trash. You I'm mean, on board with you. You mean the so. one, the, the villainiest of villains in the X-Men really, though, universe? Villainiest. Yeah, really, though. Of all villains. I'm going to allow the word. <laughs> <laughs> I would give you a strong argument for Sinister. Or Apocalypse. Is Apocalypse more villainy than Mystique? Nope, I don't think so. I think Apocalypse is, uh, what, what his motives are, are clear. And yeah, he's a bad guy. But I think Mystique is worse because she's 
she doesn't even know what she wants. She's basically like the Joker, except she thinks she's, you know, got a plan. But she's had like a 20-issue run working with Xavier, so she can't be the villainiest. Well, yeah, I how hurtful. Still, though. Apocalypse literally just waits around until he is like, all right, time to be a supervillain. Exactly. That's all he does. It's his career. Career like, villain. Like, Mystique has other things going on. She's like... Like torturing like, children. No, oh, yeah, I'm going to be we, a spy. I'm going to do this stuff. Yes, but all for nefarious purposes. Yes. See, that's what that's my point right there, is that... They're for herself. Apocalypse, Apocalypse has a season, right? <laughs> he takes an off time. He, he's like he's like any major sport. There's an on-season and an off-season. He's always vacationing. Mystique dedicated 100% professional toward being a villain. She never takes time off. Her times off are just side schemes of villainy. <laughs> he's not taking... He's kind of forced to take the... He's not going on vacation. Doesn't matter. He's, he's he is still... Crap. Forced it's, vacation. It's still that thing. It's still it. No, I see Mystique is like for her own purposes. She's not a villain. It's not like we gotta stop Mystique from taking over the world. It's always like... Mystique's trying to do her own thing, and we're going to go fucking stop her. Yeah, that's always bad. Yeah, but you know what? It's always shitty. Because well, her own thing is like blowing up a shopping mall. Yeah, okay. but it's not really even that. It's like, I'm going to steal all this thing, fucking money we, or something. I'm going to poison children. We yeah, read for it, money. Yeah, <laughs> we read it in X-Men Black. Her own thing was freeing a fellow mutant, a, a little girl, just to pin all these murders on her. Yeah, but you're going to compare that to someone like Cassandra Nova? That's actually a perfect comparison. Yes, that's someone fucking with the life of another person. Yeah, 16 million that people murdered compared to somebody who's doing also, shit for themselves. Cassandra Nova just didn't have empathy. We figured this out that, at the end of X-Men. That's right. always. The, are, the way that, they fixed Cassandra Nova. <laughs> the way that Justin put that, though, it kind of is like comparing like, like Ed Gein to Hitler. I don't know who that first person is. Ed oh, Gein's I thought a, you were totally going to say Hitler. <laughs> Ed, Ed Gein killed, like, two people and, like, was a grave robber and oh, made yeah. stuff out of their skin. Which is, like, like committed. Coat. Yes, he spent all of his time doing those this crimes. This actually is a perfect comparison. Thank you. I worked very hard. <laughs> because I think... Because this also fits the, the Apocalypse comparison. But... Apocalypse is different because he's doing it for the survival thing. It's no, not really no, no, being no, no, no. evil. I, uh, wait, you just supported my argument. No, yeah, that's why I had to use Cassandra Nova instead of Apocalypse. Because Apocalypse is not like, I want to murder people. Whereas Cassandra Nova was like, yeah, I want to murder all yeah, these people. Apocalypse and Cassandra Nova also were for like the betterment of mutants over humans. No. Was she, though? No, actually. Was Didn't she, she want to kill all better, mutants? Yeah. She was trying well, to yeah, kill she all was, mutants but What I'm saying is uh, they were both for the betterment of one race because they thought of it being superior but, over the other race. To be fair. Both great comparisons for Hitler. She literally lacked empathy. She was murdered by her brother in the womb. That'll do that to like, you. I swore she was an evil bitch, so I just had a strangler. They should have put that in Xavier's head, too. The empathy <laughs> while they were at it. Also, just punches her straight, though. But also wakes up and gets right to it. Yeah, like Hitler had like <laughs> that's all right. So like that's Hitler like Hitler had the bitchiest. It's reason. not Hitler's he, fault. He didn't get into art school. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> people just didn't like his paintings. Like, <laughs> his dick doesn't work. Let's just blame this dick instead of the people he killed. No, no, no. Here's here's the difference between Ed Gein and Hitler. 
<laughs> I'm glad. I'm so happy you said the sentence. There's a lot of differences. And One really loves pie with a little cheese Hitler, on it. Hitler, without a bunch of people doing what he said, ain't shit. Ed Gein, very self-motivated. Yeah. Who knows? Very, very, uh, so on a one-to-one comparison, I don't think Hitler would ever have the balls to even mildly choke a person to try to murder, like attempt a murder. Whereas Ed Gein did it twice. Did he shoot his girlfriend in the face? I don't know. But I'm, I'm just saying. But so, so Mystique being Ed Gein in this comparison, she's awful all the time, and everything she does, even the seemingly good stuff, turn out to be for awful things. I feel Ed like Gein, you're... Ed Gein technically could have had an Etsy shop. They just thought it would have been very, very bad. I'm super confused on whether or not you're like justifying Hitler not being as bad as no, Ed no. Gein. There, I'm very confused on where you're going with this. I think. Both are bad. I'm saying why Mystique is... It's just I'm very uncomfortable with the sentence, to be fair. Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think my point stands. Hitler by himself ain't shit. Hitler leading the Third Reich, awful. The worst. Terrible. Also, Ed Gein leading the Third Reich. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be like a craft school. Ew. <laughs> See, I think Mystique is all out for personal gain, not for destruction or murder. Well, so was Ed Gein. They just also involve destruction and murder. Yeah, but think... we're talking about villains in the Marvel Universe, not Ed Gein. Hey, Ed Gein just wanted some lampshades. Man. I think the fact, though, that Mystique was after it for personal gain means that she can't be uh, the worst villain. Because, though, I think the worst villain is doing it because they're bored. Or they just want to see other people but I suffer. Think she does do that, though. Like, it's not always personal gain. Well, it's like a test to her. It's not like she wants to see other people suffer. She wants to see, like, push her own limits and gain in the meantime, you know? She's not, like, one of those people who only want to see people suffer, like the Joker, and don't really give a also, shit if they get the money. Also, she, for a while, she was yeah. Magneto's right hand, which you can argue is one of the Hitlers of villains, until he's not. Yeah, which is, even though, it's like, ironic, straight yeah. up, yes, he is, it feels uncomfortable to say that about a Jew. Yeah, it's a survivor <laughs> of the Holocaust. Yeah. But he straight up does that thing. He's for the superior race and mass genocide and all that. So, and she was, like, his right hand at one point. And she's just like, cool, totally. Yeah. I never got to that. That in the 90s? You said where Mystique was Magneto's right hand. Yeah. In the Brotherhood. In the 90s? You don't recall that? In the movies, yeah. Like, recycled over and over again. No, I never uh, read her in the Brotherhood. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, now she's a much more independent character, but like the same way they've made Harley Quinn more independent from the Joker. I've read her run the Brotherhood, but I've never read her underneath Magneto. Well, the the Brotherhood's always worked for Magneto. No. Yeah. Yeah. I keep no. on wanting to make arguments, but they're all based on X Men evolution. It's like saying the X Men's <laughs> always run by Xavier. Kind of though. No, Kitty owns the X Men. Devin, Jesus. Oh my god. And if Xavier was to like, be fair, I don't think I she technically does anymore right? because Cyclops is alive. Oh, so it's back. Yeah, but didn't he say he didn't want it? Yeah. I don't know. How do trademarks work with resurrection? Also, 
Like, how does I don't vote, think like, if you I came don't back, think she owns it because she's dead now. Is she? Oh yeah, she's gone. If you came back from the dead, do you get all your stuff back from your will? Oh shit! Or do I think people you still just, keep it? I don't think be, there's. A I think it's there. like a respawn without any of the gear you acquired. <laughs> so it's like a fresh reset. Yeah, <laughs> but like, what a dick move if like, like you died and you left me your camera and then you came back and you were like, hey, can I get that camera back? And I was like, it's kind of mine. I have pictures of my dick all over this thing <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's just pictures of my butthole at this point. Ew. Loaded. Yeah. There's no more space left. Like, Here you go, buddy. <laughs> But, like, kind of a dick move, right? If I'm like, that is a great uh, camera, though, and that you could actually turn that screen around and arc it so you could see your butthole to get the shot. You know a lot about this. No, but no about that camera. <laughs> about the camera and its capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm its reach. Saying, I, know, I know how the camera, the, the, the uh, monitor swivels, so I'm sure that you could, like, reach your arm out there and just have, like, the monitor swivel out to the side. Are these geometry powers? <laughs> <laughs> no, just use the camera. For unbutthole-related <laughs> He uses geometry powers for lighting for the butthole. Exactly. So I feel like we've been going for a while and we're still not done with this trailer. I know. <laughs> well, we got on the topic of buttholes. Yeah, that, that'll that derail it. Yeah. So what didn't you guys like about like that trailer? I barely got into this trailer. Um, I don't know. I don't like these movies anymore. I just want them to reset. Yeah. That's part of it is I don't want to... I can't commit to something that I know is just going to end and read. And well, and also, like, the script is leaked, and everybody said, like, the script is terrible. And well, That doesn't bother me. I don't care what other people say about a thing. There are people who praise things where it's just like, oh, that was okay, or, yeah. no, that was dog shit. But also, a lot of times, times, they're super right. I guess, but, like, have you seen Get Out? Uh, no. You haven't? No. It's no. a. I was gonna, but you kept on telling me how bad it was. How dare you? No, I didn't. I said it was a fine movie. I, I was just about to say it was a fine movie. Like, yeah, it's good in the sense that any movie that's watchable is good. But like, it's not like an amazing masterpiece of a, a film. Like, there's just like an interesting concept he does, and then it's like, oh, okay. By the way, finally saw into the Spider Verse. Fantastic writing. Yeah, I didn't like wait. You finally saw? Yeah. What do you mean how? How did it take you so long? Because I don't like to go see kids' movies in the theater. Kids' movies? Oh my god. I want to throw something at you. How dare you? It is a fantastic movie. I didn't like all the colors, though. I'm not a fan of, like, neon colors. Use a lot, like your shirt right now. Hate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they, uh, they made it, like, uh... Like, look exactly like what you'd expect from like Spider Man twenty ninety nine, which felt weird that he wasn't in it. Yeah, but also because yeah, it's not. <laughs> I think this is how much we really don't want to talk about the Dark Phoenix trailer. I know. Like, I'm like waiting to get really into this talk. trailer. Really, yeah. you're you're that invested? Well, I mean, we kind of need to do that before well, we get into other things. You had something on this to say X Men podcast. You had something to say about Quicksilver. Right? Oh, I was just not excited about that because we already seen him. Obviously, the first one was great. Uh, the first uh, X-Men movie with Quicksilver because we weren't expecting that fucking scene so seeing it was awesome that music was awesome and then we got the next one which was cool see Apocalypse kick his ass but now it's like this is the same thing he's about to get his ass whooped I would rather him be in that scene or a fast scene without Phoenix just so he doesn't get shit on really quick 
Or why does he always have just one fast save? Yeah. Why not multiple? Like, he's a character who could Because they're multiple. really hard to shoot. Maybe. <laughs> it takes so long to shoot. Or you don't want to overdo it either. Yeah. But don't they? With one scene per movie? It, yeah, but three movies I would ar- already. I would argue it's already getting old. Yeah. Well, yeah, now the, a uh, third time, they yeah. really got to do something different. If they time. did it, like, twice in the last X-Men movie, I'd be like, like, fuck, I don't want to see this again. We don't need to because essentially it comes down to the same. No matter how differently you do it, it comes down to being the same thing. Pretty much, Slow-mo. yeah. Basically, is what it is, which is ironic because it's it's just him fucking with big. people because he's so much faster than them. Yeah, it's actually them ruining their own movies because it's like, how come he doesn't just save the day? Yeah, pretty much, because <laughs> they make him like crazy fast. Yeah, which he is. Yeah, but they make him like faster than the Flash, fast, and he's not. That he's fast. not. He's that as fast as he is in the movies. He is that fast in the comics. Yeah, which is weird because uh, Flash is a TV show where that guy uh, always solves his problems by running. So and and he saves the world. So why do you even need a team of other people with powers if you got the one guy who can do the thing that the other guy uses to save the world? To be fair, it's because every Flash villain is like we also run fast. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah, so if there was one that's like, I'm really strong, or I shoot lasers, it might be a little bit different, but it's always just I, I run really quick, too. Yeah, but, like, I run really fast into a thing that, like, I can then use to beat the strong guy. Or I run really fast so you can't hit me with your lasers. And then I vibrate my hand into your face, and then you die. You know, shit Sounds like that. Sounds a little dark for the Flash. But, no, they would go with, like, chess. But, yeah. They've done that. So this Dark Phoenix trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like they corrected a lot of stuff from Last Stand, though, because we got some space. There's we some got, fire. There's some fire. There's Gene actually getting manipulated by somebody instead of just a split personality or whatever garbage that was. You know there's what I hate what about looks... this? Is that the Phoenix gets dark so fast. Well, yeah. yeah they should just, like, why keep jumping to Dark Phoenix? You can't do that. They've ruined the fucking premise of the story by going so quick. Yeah, well, they never have. Uh, you're right, because in the comics, it, there was a, at least a couple issues where it's like, I'm just regular Phoenix. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, you have these amazing, cool powers now. Yeah. Yep, I do. It's awesome. That kind of breaks the, I, I mean, I kind of get why they do it, because it breaks the X-Men. It makes them, like, so undefeatable. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Isn't that power inverts on itself? Yeah. And the and the team implodes. And then to save the conduit of that power, they have to face intergalactic powerhouses that outmatch them and face a losing fight a losing battle, which shows just how noble they are. Like it there's a great story there. Why does everyone gotta fuck it up? Well, after they wasted Ivan Ooze, I don't really trust uh <laughs> trust them to make anything good he's like holy shit you just skip past just skip right through apocalypse where like in the books they wouldn't shut up about him yeah yeah also he was so small why would you get such a small guy to be apocalypse (laughs) why would you get why would you get the guy who's supposed to be the cool guy from star wars and you're like you're the ultimate villain yeah so there was so much action in that trailer, though. I feel like how much more is going to be really be in the movie? Yeah, I I feel like we're it, it, well in 
uh, they, we have the same neighborhood shot from the third X-Men movie. It's like, it looks like the same shit. Yeah. You know what's weird? Um, that they're going, they seem to be going out of their way to make Young Storm look like later Holly Berry's older Storm. As if they're trying to keep it in continuity. As if they're acting as if they have some sort of continuity to maintain. Yeah. That's weird. Well, yeah, because that young Gene looked like the same actor. It obviously isn't because no, that's years no. ago. But I thought that young kid Gene. Well, I just watched Last Stand and it looked. No, no, he, oh, I don't yeah. think he's talking about current Gene to old Gene. I think he's talking about the young girl, the kid Gene, like when Professor Xavier was manipulating that young child. You know, <laughs> that's he. It's, oh, there's so many times where you could say that sentence. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Professor Xavier was manipulating that young child. Yeah, yeah. All the times with all the children. Yes, he's like the Pied Piper. He's like fucking yeah, it's horrible. But yeah, that actor looked the same. That little girl looked the same as the Game of Thrones girl, or as X3 Sophie Phoenix. Turner. No, that little girl that they used in the trailer for Dark Phoenix looked like the same little girl they used in the beginning of X Three when Magneto and Professor Xavier oh, go to see her. That's impossible. Obviously, it's not the same girl, but it looked just fucking like <laughs> it's her. It's not impossible for them to look alike. <laughs> I mean, to be the same. Yeah. I mean, you think most white people look alike. Wait, but that's also a weird... Well, blonde. Yeah. Far, this was your redhead. I should know the difference. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I'll see it. I just... I, I am more inclined to see Captain Marvel, and you saw how hard I was oh. shitting on that concept. Why? Yeah, all the people listening to this saw how hard that you were shitting on that. No, no, I'm talking to you, not the audience. Like, we have an audience. How dare you? <laughs> you do that same He's unreleased. Shit. I know. Uh, no, <clears throat> but I, I legitimately want to see Captain Marvel more, and I'm not going to see that until, like, the weekend after it's out. So, uh, I don't... I've seen a day of. I don't know. I see that shit three times, too. Uh, I work. Carol, man. Carol, I took fucking work off just to see that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I, I'm not even remotely as excited for that the, the the Dark Phoenix movie. I'll I'll go in maybe like two weeks after if it's still out and catch a matinee. The thing is, you'll you'll probably have to see it at a decent time. Fuck yeah, because it's going to be on the podcast. We're probably going to recover it before that Sunday. Uh, I'm going to see that shit. It looks so good to me. Alright, fine, we'll do that. <laughs> I can't believe those words just came I'm out. I'm so of excited. Mouth. Even though, like, can we get. I'm tired of train scenes. How many fucking train scenes are we gonna get? Trains and, like, cargo criminal. Well, so long as we have them. But, like, the, the train scenes are the same to me as the uh, uh, scenes where it's, like, soldiers armed in, like, a transport. in transport vans. Yeah. And holy shit, does that get it? Because, like,. Just in the last few years, it's like Deadpool and Spider-Man and fucking, like, everything's using shit like that. Soldiers gotta get places, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Things need to be cargoed. Like, into the Spider-Verse, like, how many trains does uh, Spider-Man stop? One? I think there's at least two. Seven? It showed the same one at least twice from two different Peter Parkers. Oh, like when they're doing their review, like their yeah, their, their origin, yeah, story. origin story. I like I like that end though. That his origin story was the movie. 
So like at the end, that's him doing his origin. Mm-hmm. Like he like earns it. It's really well written. It surprising is. that it came from Sony. I don't think that's surprising. I think Sony's made good stuff. Uh, you you remove Spider Man three and Amazing uh, Spider Man two. Give an asterisk to Venom. Amazing Spider Man two wasn't bad. It was not good. It was. And I really okay. wanted to like that movie. But um, is there anything else you guys want to go over on the trailer? I'm good on the trailer. All right, then you want to go and do... be over. Yeah. Do you want to go into Extremists or... Actually, you should go into... X-Force? Yeah, X-Force. Because then you also have to do Astonishing. Yeah, okay. So X-Force is uh, some cool stuff going on in it. There's a force. They use an X as an emblem. Very similar to the X Men. I hate you so much. I, I, just, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> where we last left off with X Force, um, the was it Transylvanian? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's revealed that the Transylvanian government was supposed to be a uh, a safe haven for mutants on the command of some unknown entity from another time in space, which obviously is Strife, because they gave that away. And because of the coup, they just killed that messenger and threw him back into the portal. And it's revealed that they have Ahab and are using him to make a cure for mutants. And uh, at that same time, they're chasing X-Force down as X-Force is trying to free the mutants that the new military regime of Transylvania is trying to kill. It's Transia. Oh, Transia. That's why I said Transylvania. You said, yeah. Yeah, but I just went back and double-checked. Just to make sure. So nobody from Transylvania Transylvania gets mad. Yeah. So, yeah, Transia. Uh, Anyway, it picks right back up in that same gunfight. Nothing really happens. One of the mutants that they're trying to save tries to be like, ah, we're going to fight too. Then he gets like, killed almost immediately uh there's like a small heart to heart between cannonball and kid cable where he's like so man you like the real cable for real on the for real (laughs) deal and he's like yeah and he's like all right that's good with me and then he the rest of the guys are like so cannonball what do you think of this guy and he's like he's the for real deal (laughs) i hate hate you so fucking much (laughs) (laughs) Use the for real deal. Meanwhile. That better be word from word from the fucking comic. (laughs) Well, you know, but like with a southern accent because it's cannonball. I think think that video I showed you about John Batman is fucking you up right now. You're talking the exact way. I love that video. <laughs> that video is so amazing. It is amazing, but I think it's changing how you talk right now. Anyway, um, I don't have a, po- a phone, so put a light in the clock. <laughs> but he's John. He's John Fancy Sue Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! You just have me thinking of that video now. I want to help you finish the overview, <laughs> but I didn't read the book. You see. Mean, meanwhile, Deathlock and the soldier 
that is revealed to have been a mutant are headed back to the main like base area in Transia of the military uh, to free the rest of the mutants. And immediately after they get there, the mutant uh, soldier turns on um, Deathlock, and Deathlock just starts killing all the transient soldiers there and frees the mutants that are locked up. Kind of reminded me of, like, the end of Zorro. It sounds like he's transient-phobic. Yeah, I feel like, you know, no. I'm not giving you that. I'm not giving you that. You don't have to. I earned it. No, you didn't. <laughs> he pulls out those stupid fucking Wolverine claws. He does. At one point, because there was a guy who's like, I'm not afraid to die. You're going to kill me if I tell you. So you might as well just kill me now. Not learning anything. And he's like, oh, clearly you're brave. I'll put my gun away now. And, you know, snicked, but energy claws. Because that's worse. <laughs> Somehow he ends up learning where the other mutants are. So I guess it worked. Um, but you know the end of Zoro, where Zoro is breaking open the cells filled with the people and they just start like clamoring out? Kind of the feel I got from what he did with the mutants. Except uh, while that's happening, Ahab's like, you know what? I'm done getting told what to do. I'm just going to start murdering everybody now. So he starts murdering guards, and he makes his way out, and, his, and uh, oh, at the general is all like, where is Ahab? How come he doesn't have a cure yet? And he goes, and Ahab's not in the thing, and he sees his dead guard, and he's like, ah, oh, th- that rascal. <laughs> You're like a five-year-old telling you about his day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the general goes, uh to his son's uh, quarters because his son is a mutant, you see. Uh, (laughs) Stole all his quarters. (laughs) (laughs) He goes in there and his son is dead and Ahab wrote on the wall, the only way to cure a mutant is to kill one. Yeah, to to kill them all. So, so much for that plan. And Ahab seemingly kills Deathlock as he's trying to save the mutants. And he's all like, you're not doing that, and they're going to die. And at that same time, they uh, Cable and them find out the location of all these other mutants. And they're like, we're going to go there. Uh, oh, and Boom Boom shows up finally. Because they're actually getting their butts kicked by the soldiers of Transia. And Boom Boom's all like, tick, 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 tick. And then next page, Boom Boom. And they did that joke. And they win because she makes explosives. I swear to God, it sounds like it's like a child telling you the longest story ever. <laughs> full I just, I just want to be like, man. cool, good job, buddy. <laughs> you stop wiping off the tables. I don't know. I, this just looks like a spot that needed to come off, and it's not coming off. Alright, so... Anyway, that was X-Force. <laughs> and then they did the thing, and there was a boom, and then the, that's everybody died. <laughs> yeah, it ends with Ahab's about to, like, dig inside what's his Deathlock's brain to find out any uh, secrets he has. So I guess he's probably going to get some information on X-Force. Yeah, and I mean, the next cover looks like it's Kid Cable with his uh, cloak thing, his poncho, 
over Deathlock. So it's over somebody dead. Yeah, presumably. So presumably Deathlock. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like a lot of people don't care about him. He's not. There's not a lot of. There's also care. like a bunch of those. Yeah, it is a book full of people that most people don't really care about. What? No, no. I mean uh, Deathlock. There's a bunch of those. Like Deathlocks. Yeah, you just kill it and they'll be in another issue. Who cares? Yeah. They just sort of show up. Like a mass-produced super soldier thing. Yeah, basically just life model decoys. Yeah. That for some reason need uh, all their face burned off or something. It's weird. Because it happened to the one dude, I guess. The original? OG Deathlock? Alright, so... Deathlock Prime. You good with that? Yeah. You happy with yourself? Wouldn't that suck? (laughs) To, like, get bit by some sort of vampiric creature that spread its, like, DNA to you, except what it did was spread its scrotum face. Oh, my God. Because that basically be what Deathlock does. They all get some weird scrotum face for some reason. It's a defining characteristic. It's yeah. one of his powers. Scrotum face. Yeah, it's, scrotum, it's listed in the scrotum abilities. Scrotum face, and they lose their nose. It's so weird. <laughs> They're like, I, I'm super strong. What do you do? I can fly. What do you do? I turned people's faces into ball sacks. <laughs> Cyborg scrotum face. Yeah, but you get super strength and murder weapons. Yeah, yeah also ball sack face. Yeah, you really do. Small side effect, you know. He didn't listen to that part at the end of the commercial. <laughs> when it's cold, does his face, like, tighten up? <laughs> it gets smaller. Yeah. All right, so extremist. Either of you guys read that? Uh, I did. I did. You said you did, Tony? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so Extremist covers Department X. You got Psylocke, Iceman, Northstar, Blob, Jubilee, and Monetta. Do you guys know who Monetta is, by the way? Yeah. I thought it was like a Monet emplate, emplate mix, but I don't think so anymore. Oh, it's not Monet? I don't, I don't think so, because it looks younger, like a teenager, and she's got like the teenage angst. Like, Oh, I just assumed that they were writing her weird all of a sudden. She's also not, she doesn't look like Monet, because she's smaller, got lighter skin, and her freckles. Different. Her power, powers are a little different. Maybe it's one of the uh, unnatural birth. Because she was kind of there to be like, ew, like who, who yeah, has sex? Yeah, she was one of the pod mutants. Maybe, yeah, she was like super by the book rules and shit. So, she was so disgusted by penis, vagina stuff. Oh, them doing, yeah, like they like, oh, they were so sweaty. Yeah. Uh, so it starts like happy day at the office, they're all chilling. They're all the, wet bodies slapping against one another. Like, it does suck gross when other. you say that. You got Iceman and Jubilee having that weird-ass conversation when it starts. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? After a while, I did start laughing. Really? Yeah. See, I did it, not. I it did was not even. Yeah. Well, because it there's there's one point where she's saying they're the same thing, and he's like, okay, let me just write that down on my writing pan. Because she's, she's saying a, a, cookie, a baking sheet. Is it the same? Like, is the same as a pan? And because he's well, she's saying wax paper is the same as a baking sheet. No, no, no. She was saying they weren't the same. She was saying a baking sheet is the same as a, a cooking Co- a cookie pan. Like, yeah. The, she's saying that it's the metal thing. He's saying isn't a baking sheet all paper? So wax paper. So they're saying they're arguing over the same like. He thinks that they're this. It's the same thing as wax paper. She's saying no. It's the same thing as all the other things. And he's saying no. That doesn't make sense because you have the word sheet in it, and you only have sheets of paper. I get where it's coming from. It is stupid to have in the book, but at one point when he makes the, 
Well, let me just write that down on my notepad or something like that. I did like it. They, they it was so hard. Beat your head over. Yeah. Like, they really do. They it would have been all right if it would have just been kind of a thing here and there, but it was like over and over again. It was half the dialogue. It yeah. would have been fine if it was one panel and then never mentioned ever again. But no. Even then, it was a bit much. Yeah, because <laughs> he kept on day. going. I'm like, Jesus. It wasn't well, funny. I needed to chuckle eventually. It, it worked on me. I mean, I, only the one joke. I'm sure most of it was meant to be funny. But when it got down to the the note pan thing, I was like, all right. All right. That was like eye roll. I'm like, still? You still on this? Well, clearly we disagree. <laughs> You you fit the demographic for that joke. Yeah, that was right. That was for you. Okay, you're you. you're really uh, you're really into uh, baking jokes. Cooking jokes. That's where it gets you. Just highbrow humor baking. is what it is. It's not highbrow. <laughs> All right. So uh, then Blob goes in there. It's like, hey, we got a mission to do. These same uh, this couple been you know it's their third offense. Oh God, I hate this Blob. Nizumi the rat and that he other dude. Look terrible. Oh, yeah, with the mustache, handlebar mustache, blob. Oh, a Van Dyke. Yeah. Just, they should have just had him look like Fred Dukes. And... He looks like a, like a Theodore Roosevelt if he were morbidly obese all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't like blob, especially for how much time they're giving him to make his character that way. But and he okay. also seems like the frumpy dad of the group. Yeah, like before it seemed like he had some dark secret and... Now it's just like, get you guys. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, that is true. I did like him better in that other one where he was telling those kids to get out of there. Armor and, uh, who else? Anol? No, yeah. not Anol. No. It was Armor and the uh, other girl. Pixie. Yeah. yeah, I think he was going after Anol. Yeah. Yeah, Anol was hit, hiding or some shit. Well, he would have gone after Anol had he saw him. But he had a different mutant pinned down, uh, Prism. Prism? Yeah, she's a lesbian. Roxy? Yep. Um... Oh, yeah, so they're going to stop this couple because apparently they've been doing the dirty and it's their third offense. Um, so they do that. There's this whole ordeal, I guess. It seems like they're trying to force the point that maybe this, these Department X people who are supposed to be like at the forefront of pushing X-Man's agenda or this uh, new reality he's got. So they're supposed to be enforcing the rules. And it seems like they're starting to break away because Jubilee questions Iceman because he says something like, we're going to... He ices up one dude and wants to drop him out of the window, like an ice slide or some shit. I actually like that part. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to ride it out of here. And she's like, it's him. It's a person, you know. She confronts him about that. And then there's a ordeal going with they're mad at Moneta because she keeps using a slur to uh, refer to these other people, which I didn't really get that because she was calling them retrograde. But, like, what they're, is she? She was mo- calling them grades. And it turned out to be grade was short for retrograde. Yeah. Um, Why are they retrogrades? Because they're mutants. Maybe it's a lesser mutant power, or that it's just a slur toward people that they've already mind wiped. Either way, I didn't like that they just assumed that we See, knew what that was. I thought it was. It I thought it was more um, like basically they're what they call people that try to live in the past, like they're old. They try to stick to the old ways. Yeah. So like they natural breeding and stuff like that. So they, they ice up these guys, and... Um, I agree, Tony. Maybe it is time we let the old ways die. Oh! Stupid movie joke. You get that if you saw that one movie about the singing with the people. It's so stupid. This is captivating. <laughs> you you sat down for that. You, you ran to your chair for that. 
All right, so Iceman ices these dudes <laughs> up, and right before she gets iced up, she's like, I'm pregnant. And uh, Iceman still ices her up, like, whatever. And they're all like, what the fuck? She's pregnant. We can't do this. This will be the first, the first birth and the first murder in years. So they don't know what to do with this kid and, uh, or these two people. And it ends with, they're going to drop off the dude to get mind wiped, and they're going to take the girl somewhere else. And it ends with Iceman saying, like, don't use retrograde. It's a slur, which was like a weird ending. Especially because he seemed to be the one that flipped. That was being a dick in the first place. Or not yeah. being a dick, but he seemed like he was on the other side and now he's switching. Well, he was like callous to uh, to them. And now he's like, hey, you shouldn't use those terms. Like, it, it, I just feel like an out of nowhere flip. Yeah, it felt like confusing. Like they were... It was really hard not to say he was being cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing both sides of the fence. Yeah. Ice cold. As he's done. Stop so... smiling. <laughs> So I feel like they're trying to make the point that maybe these guys are starting to question the way that they're being told, like question the rules and question the laws of society, basically. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to come down to like uh, everything starts breaking apart. People rebel more and more. Uh, and that's will be like why X-Man can't hold it together. Well, in terms of uh, Iceman's comment, though, I don't think he was actually being like speciesist or whatever, or, like, elitist, because he's arguing with Jubilee. I think Jubilee was being overly sensitive. In that moment, I think he's, so. talking yeah. about the ice, he's talking about the ice icebox he created, which, like, say this wasn't this situation, right? Say Iceman was fighting some bad guy, and he froze one and, like, used, like, used them as a surfboard to slide down his ice chute as he was, like, fighting the other villains. We would just think, oh, that's cool, and no one would have said another word about it. He brought up, oh, it's a fun way to get it out of this house if we just, if I just wrote it. Like, is, he's talking about Iceman shit. I mean, yeah, she was probably being oversensitive. And she was like, was it's also... a person. And he's like, because he addresses, like, I know it's a person. I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about... The that, whole enchilada. The, the whole thing. Like, I froze. The, it's a big old ice cube, but fine, whatever. We'll carry him out. Yeah, but uh, I think it's to show that, like, uh, how callous everybody is to it. To show that it's a slippery slope they're on, you know? Yeah, okay, I, I get the slope. I'm just saying, like, the way you guys made it sound a moment ago was as if he uh, was being insulting and then suddenly changed the tone. I I read it more as... He felt he was being misunderstood, despite, like, the slippery slope of it. And then at the end, it's more of a sticking a point, like, yeah, because I'm not this, so I just got accused of something, so I'm going to correct you to show that I'm not that thing. It, it felt like the writers, because I, I agree, I don't really think he was being, like, wrong in what he was saying, because... In a sense, you're taking that person and turning them into an object, so you refer to an object as an it. Yeah. I'm going to ride it down the slope. Yeah, the big old ice block. But I, it just felt weird because it felt like the writers were setting him up to be in the other camp, and then they brought him back to it doesn't the help other that, side. Yeah, it doesn't help that you already don't like his character all that much. He seems like a guy with gallows humor, is what it is. Plus, he's wearing suspenders. Yeah, I hate the suspenders. Should have wore that apron, gonna, though. He was about I to wear that apron. I knew we were going to talk about the suspenders. I knew that was going to be a thing. See, I was excited. I'm like, he's really about to wear this apron into battle. And then he shows <laughs> up with suspenders. I'm like, really? Fuck. He was even getting Jubilee to put uh, the apron on. 
at the end, like in that panel, where she was like, "Are you really gonna wear that apron?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wear it in the battle." And then, like, you see her putting it on. Really? Yeah. I don't see that. And then it never came back. You know, I like their suits though. I like the suits of uh, Department X. I like Psylocke's a lot. He's wearing fishing waders. Yeah, I don't wear like Iceman's suit in there. No, not his. We just said his. I don't like suck. But everyone else is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, Blob's just a big old fat guy. Yeah. Um, and basically a Grant Morrison jacket. Well, it's all just black leather. That's what you, it's no, not. no, only... No, no. They're not wearing, like, leather inherently. You don't know that it's leather, Tony. It's pleather. <laughs> it's a leather-type shiny material. Maybe it's rubber. Some of it doesn't look shiny. Move on. <laughs> That's where it ended. Though. Yeah, I, uh, John Paul was really lazy. Oh, I kind of like that that he was like, I'm just going to sit here. Because it goes back to what we were talking about about Quicksilver of... just solving problems instantly if he yeah. wanted to. Uh, North Star could have did that same exact shit. Whole, why does it take uh, like what was it, seven extremely strong mutants to stop this like teenage couple from banging? Uh, have you ever seen Master Splinter? Yeah. I feel like it's more of those, they don't really fight a lot, it seems like, so they're more surprised. Which, the stupidest part was that fucking rat blocking her psychic uh, sword with her teeth. Yeah. You blocked it with your teeth? <laughs> yeah, because rats inherently know karate. It's in like they had to suit. point it out, too. Like, just point out how dumb it was. It's like the dude drew it and the writer was like, oh my god. It's a psychic sword! Because he specifically said that. Maybe it has psychic... Teeth? Enamel. <laughs> my psychic teeth blocked your psychic sword. It's <laughs> like they're so close to my brain. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. For the most part, for the side books, I don't uh, really care about this book. Yeah, well, most of the side books, I'm, I'm not really. I really don't care about the Age of X Men. It's hard to get really? into it. I've, I care more about this than I have in a, a minute, to be honest. Feels more rich, more story, more going on. Next Gen seemed interesting. Um, and obviously Marvelous, because that's the story of the X-Men. It is weird, though. Jean does seem to keep getting a pass. Yeah. Uh, she, because <laughs> he's like, man, my mom bangs everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys got anything else on Extremis? Uh, no, nah, not really. I didn't feel like a lot really happened. It's weird that the two prominently gay mutants that they have, they just threw on the one team that stopped love. True. I mean, I feel like we'd be saying the same thing if they were both on uh, Apocalypse's side, though. Yeah, if they pick both the gay guys? Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that what they did on purpose? They're making everybody almost opposites, and that's why Blob is, like, the good guy leader. Sort of, I feel like... Very rational... I, I don't like how Blob looks like a mess, except for his hair is very clean cut. He just, he's just a mess. I hope he loses half that stash for some reason. Like, in a battle, it. like, fucking half his but stash like gets the, knocked what off. What if he just gets, loses the top half, though? <laughs> so he's just got the two... Like a pencil mustache. And dyke. No, just the blotches of hair on the sides. Not, he's, not far, far oh, enough down to be a beard. I thought you were saying just the top half of the mustache, so it's, like, less thick. No, no, he just loses the whole top part. So he's got these these two patches on either side of his mouth. 
so it's not low enough to be a beard, not high enough to be a mustache. I'd like to see just the handlebars wiped out, so it's just the, like a normal mustache. So it doesn't look as much like a clown for the rest of that book. Yeah, see, I want him to look more like a clown. They're not on the same page at all. No. He's like, you got to think he's indestructible mostly, but that stash probably isn't. So. Yeah, it's like, you know what you can't hurt? His feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he really seems like it, too. I know. Yeah, like if you say the wrong thing to him, he's going to be hurt. He probably brings in baked goods for the rest of the guys. Oh, or he tries to. That's why they were arguing. <laughs> because they had to bake it there in, in house because every time he tries to bring in baked goods, he eats them on the way. Probably. And, and then, then he just self-shames when he gets there. Pick up Girl Scout cookies on the way in. Yeah, he ends up just bringing in a empty tray and they're like, oh, that's a good idea. We can bake. And he's like, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes we can. That's where the baking sheet wax paper thing started. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. coming full circle. And you can have this baking sheet and then Jubilee's like, fucking told you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was alright. Could have been better, because there were some panels and pages that uh, weren't good, but it was alright read for me. Yeah. It was, uh, I guess, worth it for the cover. Hey, did you guys also get that weird um, article on your uh, newsfeed about Disney closing Marvel or some shit? Yeah. yeah and of the course that's had, not happening. The article had like nothing to do, really. I you read s- the article. You see what Joe Casada said? It was crack of shit. Uh, no. He, he said something. He referred to the article? Yeah. Well, he referred to... Uh, he was in the article. Uh, cause well, the, like he was being interviewed? No. Because uh, I saw he was referenced. Yeah, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> uh, he... Because the whole thing came around because he did a one-hour panel. Yeah, about uh, the, the significance of Marvel Comics. Yeah. And... Uh, people thought that that meant that Disney was trying to close them and he's trying to keep them open. That doesn't make any sense. Some pe- sometimes people just like to brag. Yeah. And uh, he came out uh, with a tweet and he was like, sometimes you do a panel just to do a panel. And he's like, and uh, then he put like hashtag stupidest thing I've read all day. <laughs> Makes sense. Or no, stupidest comic conspiracy, conspiracy of all time. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, I love how they were like, uh, they were trying to quote statistics, and they were like, "This is only going to sell twenty thousand copies." Like that's twenty thousand copies of a four dollar book. Yeah, yeah. They why would it's they eighty thousand dollars? Why would they go? Yeah, we don't want that money. Plus the ad revenue, and that's the other thing I don't get. Like, I'm pretty sure every issue that they print off, they've already paid for. With just the ads in the book. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell because a lot of the ads are for themselves now. Yeah, self-promotion now. It's that whole, ever since Captain Marvel, everybody's been attacking Marvel pretty much saying they're going to fail and shit like that. It's just all conspiracy rumors. Marvel's going to be good. Because they're all fucking pissed off that she said that comment about the critic panel being more diverse or whatever. When she said she doesn't care, she said something like, she doesn't care what a 40-year-old white man has to say about A Wrinkle in Time. It wasn't made for him. Which uh, it was a children's movie. Fair enough. I don't see how that's offensive. Uh, apparently, like, if you go to any Captain Marvel post, just click comments. All the comments are like, I can't, I'm not I've going to the seen, movie. I've seen people saying shit about her. It doesn't make any, it's like, yeah, he doesn't fit the demographic. That's why, like, that would be like me trying to review something on Peppa Pig. 
Exactly. Like, it made perfect sense what she said, and everybody's mad. Like, tons of people, I can't see the movie because I'm a white man. I also hate the name Peppa Pig. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I just... It's terrible. I want to punch it. It's very bad. It's a pig who looks like a penis. Ew. Yeah. It's a kid show. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. But, But, yeah... I don't understand why people, like, uh, white guys are so sensitive nowadays. Well, it's that and the SJ, not, like, the whole SJW conspiracy. Like, you get, we got Riri or whatever for Ironheart, Miss Marvel. You had Lady Thor. Look, look, some of this legitimately sucks. Some of it is great. And I hate when people just pick a thing and then they're fucking wrong on it. Uh, Whenever I hear someone bitch about... Uh, Riri Williams, I want to smack them because the way they integrated Riri Williams into the universe was perfect. Well, most people don't even know. They didn't even read it. They're exactly. just talking shit on it. Meanwhile, I'll bitch about Moon Girl all day. Why? Because it's lazy. It's lazy to just create a character and go, they're the best. Did and they do and that? when you're obvious, yes, that's exactly what they did. She's the smartest Marvel character out of all the characters ever. She's some inhuman. And I also hate the whole inhuman concept, and I get it. They're just mutants with one stage added. I still hate it because they try to replace mutants, and I'm a huge well, X-Men fan. Yeah, and, and humans, Inhumans are supposed to... They forgot what Inhumans are supposed to be because Inhumans aren't supposed to be like mutants. They're supposed to fill a very specific role. Like whenever a, uh, an inhuman, inhuman goes through Terragenesis... Whatever power they get is to fill a need that the Inhuman Society has. Yeah, but they don't even have an Inhuman Society. Exactly. They're not filling any needs. They're just they're just trying to make them mutants now. Yeah. Well, now they're correcting that. But that's what they were doing. Because Miss Marvel should obviously be have been a mutant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly she her history is so tied closely with the X Men. Uh, but no. Moon Girl, I look at Moon Girl and I go, oh, they're, okay, Marvel was just lazily hitting a demographic. They go, who do we want that's low on our buy list? Uh, Little black girls. So if they're a little girl or if they're black, they may pick this book up if this is the main character and her big thing is she's going to be better than everyone else intellectually yeah and then also let's throw a big old dinosaur uh with her uh devil Di- well Di- devil dinosaur has been around since no uh, no I, I know yeah they but, just need, they need, so that she has some there. offensive thing and yeah. you know what and i've read her i don't mind her as a character and i don't mind the devil dinosaur relationships cool she was she wasn't a bad addition in venomized and she wasn't bad in monsters unleashed but she also wasn't like. What does she do in Monsters Unleashed? She learns that she yeah she well, translates what the monsters are saying, and they're basically saying we're invading. So ultimately, she accomplished nothing. Yeah. But to say that that's better than all the characters you've already made intellectually superior. Like how is let's let's remove anyone who wants to go. Oh well, Reed Richards, white guy. Tony Stark, white guy. You know. Remove them. You're saying she's smarter than T'Challa. You're saying she's smarter than uh, Amadeus Cho. And I, I like I read a lot of champions. I know he's the eighth smartest person, uh, but he makes some stupid mistakes. 
Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, I don't think... Like, that's just lazy to to go, they're automatically the best. And it's also anti-Marvel. Like, Marvel's whole thing is you're not supposed to know who's the best. It's supposed to... There's supposed to be some contention between characters. And it's always supposed to be like, anyone can win on any given day between each other. So, I mean, that's what started making the Hulk boring after a while. Because they just kept going, oh, he's stronger than everyone and he always wins. And I like every time they go, nope, that time, Avengers beat him. Nope, this time, Tony Stark beats him. That time, Hulkbuster gets him. Actually busts the Hulk. It does the same, finally. Yeah. It's so lazy for, like, uh, like, backseat uh, comic book fans to just point to one arc of a character's story that where they reach a pinnacle of strength and Deadpool. go, that's them all the time, yeah. forever. And it's, it's like... It's fucking, a classic Deadpool yeah. argument. Yeah. It's what they... Uh, it's why I can't stand... Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying... Uh, because I'm a fan of Deadpool stuff, but I wouldn't consider myself a Deadpool fan because I right. can't stand Deadpool fans. Right. Because uh, well, you lived with one for how many years? Yeah. But <laughs> who is actively trying to become it's, him? Well, it's the same reason I can't stand Batman fans. It's just they they point to one stupid thing and they're like, "Oh, well, he could uh, he could be anybody because look at this." Uh, unreasonable thing I'm pointing at. With Batman, it's prep time. And with Deadpool, it's Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Or it's right. a fucking teleporter. Right. Or even like Superman. Superman's so strong, he, he pulled the Earth once. And it was like, once? And what was the circumstance? Like, you think he can withhold that strength all the time? Like, but DC's fucked up where they just, they're like, yeah, our stuff yeah. is like that. But people want to treat Hulk the same way, and it's like, nah, nah, son. Yeah, at least like the he, Hulk has sometimes a power he scale. sucks. Like it changes he, up he, and like, down. He had to be really angry for that whole World War Hulk shit, and he got over it. Yeah, well, and to, not only him, unfortunately, so Bruce now he can't was reach legitimately that angry. Yeah, like he was working with Bruce, so he can he can never reach that strength again. Yeah, that already happened. He already went to counseling. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you want to uh, start getting into astonishing? Yeah, I was trying to find this panel. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's fucking. I think it's from the '90s. Professor Xavier looking at Cyclops, and I think Cyclops said something. He's just like, "That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard." And Xavier's like, looks so fucking frustrated, like he's about to fucking bust a blood vessel. He's got his hands on his head and just stressing out. Meanwhile, he gets schooled and fucking God loves man kills. Oh, all the time. So I don't mind it. But anyway, no, Riri's introduction was perfect. Yeah, I haven't read that, but I, I loved Miss Marvel. Well, what happens is uh, Tony Stark's schematics for his suits get leaked onto the internet, and then she builds her own... Basically, it kind of looks like a clunky war machine, but she just builds it herself well, I, from his schematics. I think people... And then she helps him out of a jam, and then he takes her under his wing, and then she becomes Iron Man after Captain Marvel's treacherous ass... Uh, Beats him up because she decides everything needs to be Minority Report in Civil War Two. Yeah, they did a really terrible job writing her the last uh, few years. Yeah, and they're then, starting to get better at it though. And then, and then uh, after she wins, cause freedom, uh, or lady power, or lady parts, 
Uh, all of them. All of them? She... Lady Power Freedom Parts. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like selling a lawnmower. <laughs> I think um, these Freedom Parts ran off Lady Power. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she she takes up the mantle of Iron Man. Uh, and actually, you know how Iron Man has the uh, Friday uh, AI where he used to have Jarvis in his suit? Well, Tony Stark created a backup consciousness uh, for after he got, like, his actual body became comatose, so his consciousness became her AI for her suit. Oh, nice. But she was always uh, calling herself Iron Heart, so she never, it was more of a, like, if Nightwing became Batman's successor and didn't put on the mantle of Batman specifically, then it would have been like that. She never became Iron Man. People just assumed. Well, and I think people misunderstand the reason for her creation, too. Because I think people think that Riri's around because Brian Michael Bendis was like, oh, there's no, like, teenage black girls uh, that can be uh, superheroes. I I got a spot in, like, I'm just going to make one to try to please everybody. Where, like, he, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know anything about Brian Michael Bendis, but his, uh, his wife is black. Okay. Um, and he's got a bunch of daughters. Right. So he was trying to create a character that his daughters could identify with. That makes sense, though. Yeah. yeah. No, like, it makes sense to want to create a character that ends up fitting that demographic. It's just lazy to the point of almost being offensive when that's the only reason you create a character. Because you want to bank off of... Yeah. Like, oh, here's an untapped market. Let's splash some stuff together. See if it sticks. That's what's annoying. But then you get people in this argument of like, accept everything, you racist. And other people who are like, it's just not good storytelling. But they really are racist. Because then they shit on someone like Riri. Where it's like, that was great storytelling. You guys are fucking idiots. You didn't read it. Uh, But yeah, anyway, enough of that. Yep. Uh, astonishing expert. There we go. <laughs> Devin is a huge fan of uh, Riri. I am a big fan of Riri yeah. Williams. I'm. Eh. Well, you've only been reading her in Champions, and I would just say it's Champions' fault. I read her in Iron Man. Really? Yeah. I didn't read the run where she came into uh, in Iron Man, but I wrote. Uh, I read um the end the end of Bendis's run. Okay. And then uh, I read the first issue of Iron Heart and. I don't hate her. I'm just... I didn't read Ironheart only because I didn't like the new armor she got put in. That seemed stupid to me. When when she gets in the inspiration for it in Champions, and she says it's because of the way the Chitauri's armor works, I was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. The Chitauri are garbage. <laughs> They're garbage in every way. Why would they inspire you? They're garbage. How I, dare you? If I am racist, it's against the Chitari. Fuck them. They're garbage. I think that's more of a specious. Then I am specious <laughs> as fuck. But uh, they attack New York. Damn it! You're 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 probably gonna hate me. Their kind isn't welcome here. You're probably gonna be upset about what I'm about to say. But um, champions are starting to get kind of good. I actually saw. Uh, did they renumber already? Yeah. 
the renumber is uh, what I've been liking because at least it's like because I saw it's going to be five with Cyclops. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll pick up the renumber. Well, and their uh, their actions have consequences. Like, all right, I'm very on the border of this because um, I I hate when Mephisto tries to make a deal with Spider Man, and that's exactly what happens in this. Uh, Mephisto, like, because uh, they they fuck up some mission and Miss Marvel and uh, Viv Vision die, and uh, they're like, oh fuck, like it's Amadeus Cho and Miles, and they're like. Like, oh my god, like, I can't believe we killed them. Uh, and then uh, Mephisto shows up. He's like, hey, I can I can take you guys back five minutes. You can redo this whole thing. And uh, he's like, no strings attached. And they're like, oh, like, whoa, what, you want my soul or something? He's like, nope, nothing. I'll just take you back in time five minutes. Uh, absolutely no uh, strings attached to it. He's like, I don't want anything in return. So they, they go back to five minutes. Miles makes a deal. They finish off the villain early, save uh, Miss Marvel and uh, Viv. Yeah. But because they were so concentrated on doing that, uh, somebody that Miles saved, like a random girl that Miles saved, he didn't have time to pay attention to her, and she died. So, Uh, yeah, there's actually storytelling. Oh, so he did it to... Fuck with them, or was there something special about this girl that he wanted her dead? Is there nothing special, seemingly about her, at least. He just wanted it. To I think dig just, out. To, fuck just with to fuck them. with them. Yeah. Oh, that's some cold shit. Well, because he's because you read Damnation, he's got to be bored after being kicked out of hell. Yeah. So. Like, no, I get that. That's some cold shit. Yeah. That's some Thanos level shit. So if you want to read the first two issues of I Champion, <laughs> yes, it's actually getting good. But anyway, Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> we got so off We're gonna... Topic. And we have so much to cover. This is basically a special uh, double-sized issue of X-Men. It's a, kind of a quadruple-sized issue. Well, we're uh, an hour and 18 yeah. into it. Well, 19 now. Uh, Astonishing picks up right after Grant Morrison, basically. Technically, there was that two issues in between of New X-Men. And uh, it's written by Joss Whedon and uh, John Cassidy is the artist. And it was really great to finally have consistent artwork on uh, on the X-Men, considering how much art jumped around in uh, New X-Men. Anytime anyone wants to bounce off what I'm saying. You're doing great. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. See, you I'm give me so much shit stuff. for trying to interject stuff. and then This wasn't meant to... I wasn't looking for distraction and interjection. I was looking for opinion. It's called comedy, Devin. Yeah, it was great. Wow. <laughs> that art was real consistent. I agree with you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, starting with the first arc, Gifted. Uh, it, it begins with uh, Cyclops and Emma. Well, right after they decided at the end of Grant Morrison's uh, run to lead the Institute and also hook up, they do exactly that. Well, and rebuild the X-Men in their image. 
but yeah, that was a very, uh, very uh, ominous way she had put that. But technically, that's what I what uh, Joss Whedon apparently translated that into is the image that Scott decided the X Men needed to go into, and that was to be superheroes. Yeah. To like claim, hey, we're fucking superheroes. Let's be superheroes. Did you read those Chuck a- uh, Austin? Uh, Chuck Aston. <laughs> I always want to call him Chuck Aston. Uh, did you no. read those Chuck? Uh, no, I never got the other one. All right. Um, I'm just wondering if like maybe there's something in there, but it's probably just garbage. Maybe I don't know. Aston. <laughs> well, there is an ass on the front of them. It's a ten. Wow. Kind of. Nice. I mean, as far as drawn asses go, I guess. Uh, anyway, the X Men. Well, what that book starts with uh, Wolverine showing up at their the foot of their bed. Yeah, he's like just a creepy, like, a, like a creep. Hello. <laughs> you probably jerked off before he said anything. So this is how you mourn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and there's a great moment where Cyclops just shoots him out of the window and then confronts them on the... Later. He was yeah. sniffing undies in that room and shit before he popped on the bed. Yeah. Technically, he could sniff the undies from outside of the room. He really can. <laughs> you guys know this. Pervert. It shows just how much of a creep he is to want to get close. Yeah. That is fucking weird to think about. Wolverine's just like hanging out next to you and he's sniffing your undies and you don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably is. He's smelling everyone's butt. Dark. Worst part is, he probably likes it. Probably. <laughs> Alright, so Wolverine is being a creep on their bed and uh, tells them, like, this is how you get over. Yeah. And, uh, Which, to be fair, the guy's been through her dying so many times. And Maybe. also, she literally, in a cosmic sense, told him to. Yeah. She forced his 150 hand. 150 years from the future, like, sent a message back and was basically like, bang Emma. Yeah. Well, and I think the about the fourth time she that somebody dies, that you would start to get, like... Like, if I knew somebody and they had died, like, three times, and they keep coming back... And then they died again. I don't think it would affect you that much. You say that's it three times you're you, out. Well, you've you've mourned three times, and each time they've come back, and they die the fourth time. Like realistically, wouldn't you just think like, well, when are th- when is this person actually going to come back? Well, that's the thing is that later on they think she is coming back. Yeah, cause she always does. That she didn't for like ever. It was yeah, great. <laughs> but uh. then she did. <laughs> And it hasn't been so great. Shoulder pads, huge. Yeah. Why? Like, well, because Liefeld I needed to they, go with that headpiece. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, she stole that from Gambit. So anyway, the other X Men, uh, mainly Beast, uh, split them apart. Also, there's a great line Emma has uh, where she's like, you know, uh, the best body money can buy, and all this blah 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 intellect stuff. Uh, and I still come in second to a corpse. That's always a great line. There's so many fun lines in this. Josh Whedon is a really good writer. Yeah, he's a fantastic writer. Oh my writer. god, so much better than Grant Morrison. It's insane. Yes. Yes. Where he 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 piggybacks off of a lot of Grant Morrison stuff, and then just makes it all better, and makes it mean more. So, uh, anyway, 
uh, Beast takes the has everyone meet up in uh, the danger room, which is messing up because it looks like they're supposed to be in Hawaii, but it's like Hawaii's tiny and they're all giants. Yeah, they're the all ocean. sitting on their own island. And yeah, and uh, did you mention that they uh, called Kitty Pride to join the team? I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say who was in the, the thing, but yeah, Kitty Pride. Uh, Kitty Pride's in there. Professor uh, X is a dick. Professor X is a dick. Uh, I mean, I guess technically that's where it starts. Is I love with that. Kitty I love Pride that you posted up. that uh, that photo show. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like fixed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah there was there 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 was uh i guess a school rally is that what it would be like an assembly yeah an assembly that they held with all the students and they were given, um, they were given a speech not an assembly what's it called? uh assembly was fine yeah. <laughs> There's like a specific term for it though. Like, we gotta get this right, we can't move on until yeah. we figure out this. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking assembly. Um and that's where uh Kitty shows up because she's late. And uh there Emma's giving this speech and suddenly a sentinel attacks and everyone's freaking out, including the X Men. And it just turns out to be a danger room hologram. And they're all like, we didn't know you were going to do that. And she was like, that's the point. Surprise us. And then that's like the end of, like, basically just putting the fear of death into all the students. Yeah, well, because all of them are so, like, ready to join. Like, we're going to kick yeah. some ass and, like, fuck everything up. And she has to show them, like, you are such scared little pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, we have to show you how terrifying this stuff is before you just run off and kill yourself with something. Yeah. So, anyway, there's that conflict between uh, Logan and Scott, and they're in the danger room, and they're having this meeting. That's when Scott goes, uh, I'm not apologizing. He's a dick. But also, uh, this is going to sound more ridiculous because I just said that, but we're a team, and we need to be a team. (laughs) And uh, we're superheroes, and we need to be superheroes. And they're all like, is this about tights? And it's like, yeah, superheroes wear fucking tights, so we're going back to tights. Because leather scares people. Instead of jackets. Yeah. Uh, Which, in Uncanny, he's wearing the tights and the jacket. He was rocking them both during the Anchorman scene. I didn't know if you guys noticed that. Anchorman scene. I didn't. Yeah. He was was wearing the astonishing suit, but wearing the the, uh, new X-Men jacket over it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember him having the, uh, a jacket over He pulled it out of the closet, shit. Yeah, dusted yeah. it off. Yeah, it looks what like closet, they're going to make... though, the mansion's right. destroyed. Where is he getting all his clothes? Right. Cable probably got that shit, went back in time. <laughs> it seems like he's going he's back He's got some weird through. shrine to his dad. <laughs> he's going back through all of his generational uh, costumes. And, no, just classic stuff to try to invoke nostalgia in your run. Yeah, pretty much. I guess. I honestly, I don't want to see him back in the 90s one. Just because, given the current world situation, it's such a bizarre thing to do. Send him back into the 90s suit with everyone else not dressed like that. Rosenberg, I I trust pretty much over anybody, whatever direction he's going to take with the X-Men. So I'm I'm really happy with whatever they're doing. Didn't you write Astonishing? Rosenberg? Uh, He wrote the good part of Astonishing. 
that was um not the good part. It was pretty bad. What? Sorry. I just read it. Third trade of Astonishing when Dazzler shows up. Yeah. So much trash was in there. And maybe your your opinions suck. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of garbage. <laughs> this is fantastic. But, uh... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We got off on to a different oh, yeah. Astonishing. Anyway. Uh, while Cyclops uh, is telling them that this is the team he wants for the world to see that mutants and that the X-Men are superheroes uh, and makes a point to be like, you know, Kitty, you're on the team because you have defensive powers and basically it's a PR thing because we'll not be looked at as so threatening, Uh, which also doesn't really make sense because uh, she's like the perfect burglar. So yeah. they literally still... in all the X Men movies use her an exa- as an example of how terrifying mutants are. Yeah, they're like, we have a girl who can just walk through walls. What's to stop her from going into your home or a bank? <laughs> like she's literally the excuse that racists use to point out how bad mutants are. Yeah. Uh, anyway, while this is happening, uh, Doctor Kavita Rao, right? Yeah, R A O, um, is announcing the cure for mutation. For the X gene, um, and double simultaneously, a an alien named Ord is uh, operating a heist on a bunch of rich people for no real reason, except to bait the X Men into uh, confronting him so that he could punk them all, and he does until Lockheed shows up out of nowhere. And apparently, uh, Ord's weakness is a face full of fire. Yeah. Well, specifically dragon fire. Lockheed's a dragon? Like a feral dragon? I thought they just, like, wrote him off as an alien. He's an alien dragon. Uh, I like how serious you're, you're taking what it's I like, said. Look like, <laughs> look like a dragon, you are a dragon. Because you, you were like, oh shit, for real? Like, just <laughs> dragon fire is his weakness? You know, if a cop pulls over Lockheed, he's a dragon. So I think that's where we'll leave it. Yeah, I mean, like if he well, was, if, yeah, if he I mean, was driving around, that and... cop is ice. He doesn't want to be known as an illegal alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm an American dragon. I'm Jake Long. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Daniel <laughs> Bryan. <laughs> it's you. You're in the review. No, 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 no. Wait, what? You were gonna say what? Daniel Bryan. He's the American dragon in wrestling. Oh, I was thinking the cartoon. Jake Long, American Dragon. Daniel Bryan wrestled a lot in Japan, and he got the nickname American Dragon. Okay. So we said two different things that were the same thing, but not the same thing. Gotcha. Yeah. In case anyone listening didn't get that. In fact, (laughs) Mikey, you should probably just edit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh... Beast breaks into the lab for the cure. Thank you. I I know. <laughs> that doesn't After seem they like you find did. out about it, oh man, let me catch up on my notes. Damn it, I had to take down a lot. Just came through with the assist. Yeah, you should be thanking him, not yelling at him. <laughs> well, when I was looking for an assist, you were like, "It's great." <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear a thank you that time either. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
Just, you know, so ungrateful to <laughs> oh, this guy. Geez. God, yeah. Beast <laughs> breaks into the lab to confront Dr. Rao. Uh, and not even to take the cure, as in to take it from her, but, like, to be like, so this thing, like, for real? Can I have some? <laughs> she's like, okay. And he's just like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, strictly for analysis the way, purposes. The way we're doing it, it reminds me of Hot Rod. He's like, my friend was like, I grew up through acid, but I can't take it. And I was all like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Kitty meets with uh, students to talk to them about how they feel about the cure. Uh, and one of the new mutants of the school uh, wing calls her retarded. That's a great moment. Yeah, not the new new mutants, but new. no, one of the, just the, one yeah. of the new students. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Miss Pride. Are you fucking retarded? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another great great line. Um. It turns out later, like, he has got a crush on her. Yeah. And he was just like, you know what, chicks dig? You call him retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That really you, gets them wet. You gotta neg them. Yeah. At least if you listen to people who say you gotta neg them, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, you, know what, you know what women love? When you just smack them right in the face. <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, Devin, where are we going? <laughs> what? I don't know where you were going with We that. took a turn down the wrong road. Oh, man. Anyway, so she's... Shadowcat... Well, she didn't even go by Shadowcat anymore, which is stupid. That's a great name. It is great. Yeah. What was she going by in um, God Loves Man Kills? Ariel. 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 Yeah, like she's a fucking little mermaid. Ariel yeah. and Sprite were both dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, just stick yeah. with Shadowcat. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it the first time. Um, But yeah, anyway, uh, Katie Pride. so she's counseling students and then at that same time scott is meeting with nick fury to be like hey so what's up with this alien motherfucker you know anything about this because he attacked us and also this cure thing ain't so cool either and nick fury's all like i ain't your boy blue (laughs) like uh i'm only meeting with you because xavier had clout (laughs) oh wow (laughs) <laughs> I can smell you. Yeah, that's a great moment. Too. I don't understand the context for that, but I don't. I don't want to. Oh, it's no. better without the context. It was uh, when she's talking to Emma Frost. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> what if the listeners were confused on what we were talking about? Because he kind of just silently showed us all, like both a picture that we started commenting on, which defeated the purpose of it being silent. Well, I was hoping you were going to continue the review when I showed Tony. And then you were silent too, so I was like, well, because I guess. Because I didn't know what the fuck was going <laughs> I on. I guess we'll pause so I can show this. We're so bad at this. Oh, anyway, man. go on. With anyway, you. so Beast is tempted to use the cure, and Wolverine catches him, and then the two fight, and then they're broken up by Emma Frost to make them bow, and then they meet again in the danger room, but this time it's like a tea party thing. So weird. And she's all like, we need to be uh, not doing this. And they were like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then Beast is all like, all right, Wolverine's kind of right. I shouldn't use that, at least not while I'm an X-Man. And Are we still on the first issue? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not the first right. issue. First arc. First arc, arc. Yeah. It was actually it was so dense. It was such a dense story. Um, but anyway, the X-Men learn uh, with Beast. Because what, what Beast also discovers when he goes 
to meet with uh, Dr. Rao is that they're using a mute, dead mutant to make the cure. And so they, as a team, break into the labs and immediately they all assume it's Gene. Uh, or at least Scott assumes it's Gene. Of course. Uh, but Did they, you say that? Yeah. Or did you say, Gene? <laughs> Gene! <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they break into the labs, um, and they find a different dead mutant, but it is confirmed that, you know, dead mutants, and then they're attacked by a bunch of uh, super-armed thugs. At the same time, or it actually broke into the Institute, uh, only to be confronted by wing and armor. And by confronted, I mean they just sort of walked into him and was like, oh, hey. And then he's all like, hey. Or is he oh, like, where are the hey. grown-up X-Men? <laughs> they're like, oh, they're not here. And he's like, oh, okay. We're going to fight now. And then they fight. Uh, and then Wing tries to escape, and then he catches Wing, which is weird, because Wing flies into the air, like, really high, and then he's just suddenly behind him, and then he's like, hey, stab with this serum, now you're cured, congratulations, and I'm gonna go back to the labs, because that's where the X-Men are, and then he leaves and does that, only to get his butt kicked when he lands, uh, because when the X-Men are attacked, Shadowcat ends up phasing down into a basement, which leads to another basement, which eventually leads Basements to Colossus. Ba- it's like a basement casserole. Yeah. And then she ends up running into Colossus. Like, holy fuck, you're alive. They thought he was dead. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Colossus then beats the fuck out of all the guys that the X-Men are having a hard time with. Meanwhile, Scott actually gets shot by one of these guys, and he starts hallucinating. So that's a funny moment. While he's hallucinating, because he thinks he's talking to Jane, and then he thinks he created another new suit, and it's like over the top, and he's got a tutu and whatnot. We, I, I, I don't know if you're gonna say something. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> this is so much to cover. This is only the first arc. Uh, anyway, uh, Colossus almost beats Ord by himself uh, until S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and is all like, hey, everybody stop now. This man's, like, protected and a sword is introduced uh, which ends up being, like, the intergalactic version of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, like, the the satellite space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. led by Abigail Brand, this lady with green hair who turns out to be half-alien. And she's all like, yeah, he's under protective custody with us. He's a diplomat. Was she half alien? I thought world. she ended up being a mutant. No, half, half alien. Her dad's an alien. Yeah. Yeah, they never specified what kind. She was all like, my skin can be on fire. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she takes Orton to custody. Or at least was about to. And Ord actually decides, nah, I'm going to try to escape. And his ship was underneath the lab. And he takes off. And Wolverine turns to Colossus and is like, hey, throw me. And 
He's like, yeah. And then you get a fastball special of Wolverine into the ship. And he's all like, hey, Ord, you trying to die right now? Land it. Otherwise, snicked. And then Ord lands it. And then they're like, we've saved the day. And we got Peter back. That's awesome. Except Emma is like, they ne- they'll never know. And like, know what? And it's some secret that you don't get to know yet. That's the end of the first arc. I'm just like, use a couple different bitches while you're talking. Just don't use the one. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's so much to get through. It's actually, it's a really great story because it's it's a really it sounds like it. Fuck you. <laughs> you're not the one who had to go through it all in one night. He probably did it anyway. Oh, no, I brought him. Yeah. Man. Anyway, uh, it, it's I th- I actually think it's the best arc of all four books. I agree of all four of them. Well, it's it the doesn't have it doesn't have a stupid fucking description of Colossus destroying the, the world. cave painting. Yeah, and also it doesn't have a bullet being phased through the entire world. Well, that's fucking awesome. What's the problem with that? It's you got ca- a problem with that? It's well, I keep on getting into arguments with people because they're like, Josh Whedon, wasn't that that run where that stupid giant bullet was phased through the world? And I was like, that's what you're getting out of the stupid part of that. <laughs> I was like, the stupid part is the fucking Colossus prediction. I thought that bullet part was awesome. Yeah. Sure, I'm, I'm not negative or positive on it. I think it's just all right. It was like a huge kitty feet. Yeah. My imagination can't handle it. <laughs> you said those words. I know, I huge, confused myself. Huge kitty feet. Pictured a giant paw. Like ball. a giant paw. No, but it was like, we haven't seen her do something that crazy. So when she did that, it's like, oh shit. We didn't know. I yeah. never knew. I think they're more complaining that, like, it's not a rocket, it's a bullet. Oh. Anything about our, the uh, gifted? Uh, that Colossus scene was one of my favorite things in comics probably ever. Where he was like, I'm finally dead? When they, that whole scene, the way it was set up, when they start shooting and the bullets go through Kitty. Like, just the art and everything. Uh, and they start ricocheting from behind her. Cyclops with the Sentinel. That's not this part. Yeah. Oh, and the fuck. That's the next one. Yeah. Alright, so. This one, in- this one, uh, Cyclops and Wolverine pretend as if they're incapacitated at the end. And because he's shot, but Emma helps patch his brain through the trauma, and then they spring up, and that's when they turn the tide on the the soldiers who are pinning them down. Uh, that was the big like. Yeah. I did like that though. Whedon, in almost every book, he writes a very like a team strategic scene. Yeah, it's never just somebody who's like, oh, I'm, well, except the Sentinel, but. It's usually not like somebody like, oh, I'm going to... Handle this all by myself. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to fucking wreck everything. The, the only time you could really say that is when Cyclops is like, fuck this. And that's because they tried the team thing, and he was like, you know, I can just take my glasses off. Yeah. That's going to be so much better. Uh, and that leads me to uh, the next arc, Dangerous. Dangerous. An <laughs> uh, Astonishing X-Men Volume 2, Dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> begins with the X-Men confronting a giant mole man kaiju that's attacking manhattan the x-men defeat the kaiju just as the fantastic four show up to act all bitchy about it yeah they're like hey man you're kind of stepping on our toes here yeah 
We're like, well, we're also superheroes, so we kind of, like, solve that. Yeah, he's like, we don't show up to Captain America's house and be racist. (laughs) Also, uh, where were any other super team when Ord was fucking robbing the jewelry of that, like, fancy gala or whatever? They're just like, rich technically people. Technically, anybody well, could have. That's more of a Spider-Man thing, and he's not gonna get all pissy that like the X-Men are helping out. Ah, uh, he was probably like, he's like, sweet, I get somewhere. to have dinner tonight because normally he's eating dinner, and then that happens, and he's like, fuck, or he's about to like, like, put his penis somewhere, and then <laughs> in the <know>, blender. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to have intercourse, and. Uh, then they're like, hey, it turns out everything, all, all the things are on fire, so you gotta go do something. In that skin-tight suit? Yeah. That's not flame-retardant? That just happened to him in the current Spider-Man run, where, like, he's at home sick, and um, Mary, <laughs> Mary Jane, this bitch, she's like, hey, uh, I made you my, uh, she's like, you know what you need? My grandma's um, super-secret soup recipe for chicken noodle soup that'll make you feel instantly better. But, you know, I'm not good at cooking, and we didn't have any chicken noodle, so I warm, I microwave some cream of mushroom soup for you. <laughs> that, I hope that's the same thing as what I just got your hopes up for. Wow. What a jerk. Yeah. So, while we're at this <laughs> brief pause here... Are you on break? <laughs> I think that we should uh, probably split this overview up. Yeah, that's a good idea. To two to two. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I, we might as well just... I can... No, let's I can try, power, yeah, let's I can try power to get through this. I let's try... This. You look like you're trying so I'm, Oh, man. Or you just, like, just the main points. Yeah, let's hit the main points. You don't understand and... the lack of sleep I've had all week. This is the worst possible time to have done all four of these. All right. Let's power through them. <laughs> so, anyway. Dangerous. The X Men, the X Men stop the small man, dude, and uh, the Fantastic Four are all bitchy about it. Uh, as this is happening, Wing is depressed over losing his powers and is in the danger room, and is goaded by what he thinks, who he thinks is armor, but it actually turns out to be a danger room hard light hologram. Wow. She's got a name, Devin. Danger. I haven't gotten to the name yet. <laughs> Justin. Because <laughs> you just objectified her. Because <laughs> she's an object at this point. She's a room. <laughs> she's she's yeah. literally All right. a room. <laughs> All right, Xavier. <laughs> anyway, he, he gets convinced that all he has to do is try. He just has to believe he can fly. And then he can. It turns out R. Kelly was full of shit. He really oh, yeah. just pees on little girls. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, dies. <laughs> Not R. Kelly. He's in jail, hopefully. No, he probably won't be. No, I think I thought he couldn't make bail. I, yeah, but I don't know. Okay. He's yeah. at least holding. Either way. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's holding, holding, holding his, Yeah, he's holding his piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they don't allow little girls to be in male prisons. All right, so anyway, Dangerous. God damn it. Man. How are you going to echo your own dangers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. I realized Cassidy fucked up and gave titties to the cuckoos. 
<laughs> that is my favorite sentence now. How is that a fuck up? Because they're clones of Emma Frost, but Emma Frost titties are fake. Oh, well, yeah. And, they wouldn't. And when they were originally drawn, they didn't have any. And now all of a sudden they do. That oh, somebody, sense. you know, maybe they went into the genetic thing and they noticed, like, oh, there's the gene for not giant boobs. I'm going to change Take that. Off. To... They're like plus five tits. <laughs> yeah, they went back in. They worked on their stats. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the X Men return to the mansion uh, and are attacked by a decommissioned Sentinel. The X-Men send all the students into the danger room with Kitty Pride. Cyclops ends up defeating the Sentinel on his own because he gets tired of it and he's like, you they know what, I've had show. it with this, I want this off my lawn. And then he just yeah. blows it up and Wolverine's all like, get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah, he also killed all the wildlife in that forest. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I agree with that still. Yeah. Those fake animals. Poor, poor animals. <laughs> They were they were getting into the pipes or something. I don't know. Uh, the, the anyway, so the X Men send all the students into the danger room with Kitty, and while they're in the danger room, they find Wing's body and they start freaking out. And then the X Men realize, oh no, the, there's something wrong with the danger room, uh, and they can't get the X the all the kids out. And the danger room like literally turns the insides into hell like attacking all the students and the x-men trying to get it out end up destroying uh this like master core that was keeping it in check and it turns out the danger room itself orchestrated the whole thing and gave itself like a humanoid form and it's what like called the sentinel to attack the school yeah. and then it proceeds to fuck up the x-men uh, because it spent its entire existence battling the X Men, so it knew yeah. all their moves. Well, and their uh, the whole like they they said the X Men think that the um, the programming uh, for the Danger Room is to not kill them, uh, and then there's like uh, just subroutines of it attacking, where it's programmed to kill the X Men, and the subroutine is for that it can't fin- uh, kill them. Yes. So you just okay. So it's the reverse of what the X Men think. Yeah, like yeah. they think it's supposed to be there just to help them, and there's things that like attack it, but it's there specifically designed to kill them. And the foreign subroutine is that it can't kill them. So that was like one of the things that drove Danger crazy. I took it as because they're thinking like, "Oh, you weren't made to kill." He's like, "No, I was exactly made to kill you, and I couldn't." So like, basically, you had this dream to kill the X Men the whole time, and was unable to achieve that dream because of that sub routine or whatever yeah so it's just been giving an existence of contradiction its entire life but also that it was sentient and that you find out that xavier knew it was sentient the entire time and was like i'm not saying nothing he's like fuck this object (laughs) he was like i'm running experiments you're a room remember it (laughs) i don't care about the room's feeling I don't even want to know well, what experiments. Well, hi, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you're tearing me apart. you uh, tear me apart, danger. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so Xavier contacts danger, danger. 
uh, because he's he can sense this happening tele- uh, telepathically. And he uh, is on Genosha, and he uh, calls Danger over to him. So Danger then uses the Blackbird, right? Yes. Uh, to fly herself over... Well, actually, is already mid-flight over to Genosha because there's, she's sort of, like, going back. That She fought the X-Men. Yeah. They did well, but then she was like, ha, ah, fuck you guys, I know how to beat you. Yeah, well, in Emma Frost, uh, she like she's like, oh, you can't take me, bitch. So Emma Frost just, like, took herself out. Yeah, well, because she was like, I know your secret. Yeah. The secret that was alluded to at the end of... Wow. <laughs> that was alluded to at the end of uh, Gifted. So, uh, Danger arrives on Genosha and a battle between Xavier and Susan actually ends up being kind of badass. Like, Xavier... Drives a truck first, into it. Yeah, but I mean, for a paraplegic... That's no, I'm a, saying it was badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, although, now, though, considering how recent this is from um, New X-Men, he makes a reference to Magneto having helped set everything up. So this is like, is this the first reference that that wasn't actually Magneto in New X-Men? Um, I mean, it could be because I know that uh, as soon as, even before he did the reveal, uh, Marvel was like, dude, we do not want you to do this. We want, like, we don't want Magneto to look like this. We don't want Zorn to be Magneto. We want we like Zorn as its own character. And Morrison was like, I'm going to do what I want. So uh, it would make sense to me that the second that uh, that Morrison was away, that they just start making references that Magneto is alive and that wasn't him. Yeah, well, that and that they would be like, "Hey, Joss, um, we want to retcon that out. Like, could you throw something in there?" Yeah, because Magneto's not actually in any of the Astonishing X Men books, but yeah. this is his reference. It, it, it would make total sense to me if Marvel was like, "Could you just put something in there so that we can rebound from Morrison?" Right. Like. We had, like, Morrison painted Magneto way over the top, uh, killer, and normally they don't have Magneto just straight, like, murderer like that. Yeah. And then also, like, he got his head chopped off, which most of the time in comics, if uh, somebody dies, it's, like, off-panel. Also, so that they he got his head chopped back. off with a guy with the metal skeleton, so you'd think Magneto, of all people, would have been like, oh, wait, no. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. That whole fight was dumb because he let Cyclops blast him in the face. He just looked right at him. Yeah, but that was like still kind of cool. So yeah. Still, well, yeah. and I'm also thinking like, what would he be the like? Is because Cyclops' metal thing is the thing that's stopping him from being blasted in the face. So if you like push that, the glass slip off and then just right. Yeah. He said, "Don't." So it's like you had a split second. Not. I don't think it's. Uh, oh, we're not gonna get into that right now. Yeah. Uh, I think we already did get into that actually. Um, anyway, the X-Men are taken to Genosha somehow. I actually forgot how they got They there. had another, uh... Another jet? Yeah, I think they had just built, uh... Oh, no, they borrowed... a helicopter, right? No, or... no, no, they borrowed, uh, Fantastic Force. Yes. That's what it was. The Fantastic Car. <laughs> no, Quinjet. They borrowed a Quinjet, uh, to get to Genosha, and this time, the X-Men beat the shit out of Danger, and Danger's all like, ah, you, you foiled me. Okay, uh, but Xavier is a dick. He knew, he knew I was real. He knew all along. And they were like, 
Oh, that that's that sucks. And then she escapes in the giant uh <laughs> genocidal sentinel that uh Yeah, she made out of the pieces of Genosha. Well no, um that what's his face? Uh Morrison. Yeah, the made. the broken down sentinels that were at Genosha. It never disappeared, it was still there. Yeah. That big that, ass, that, that yeah. big ass one that destroyed everything. She uh and she gave it its own version of sentience and flew it far, far away. Well, no, it got mad. After it got sentience, it couldn't fathom what it had done. So no, 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 that didn't happen yet. Yeah, oh, really? it didn't, because it, it has sentience, but she made it forget. Um... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so the, wait, that's, that, that is what happened. All right. So she, <laughs> she got it, and it was actually helping her fight them. Shadowcat got into it. Yeah. She gave it sentience, but she didn't let it. She did give it that directive to not be able to access its uh, memories from prior. And Shadowcat uh, hacked it because apparently she can hack better and faster than the Danger Room can. And uh, and that allowed the that Sentinel, that Genocide Sentinel, to realize what it had done. And yeah, it it was like I need some time, man. Yeah, and it flew away. <laughs> And Danger was on it, like, no! Like, can you imagine if, like, uh, like, a minute from now, you just found out you were three Hitlers? <laughs> It'd be a lot to take. You'd be like, three oh, Hitlers. yeah, dude. <laughs> Essentially. You had fly away, too. Oh. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, three cheese, wow. man. Three I was just in three Hitler years and I only did it in like an hour. It's a hard enough it's a hard enough time thinking you were three different people. Like yeah. I was three other people. And all of them Hitler. <laughs> all of them Hitler. Yeah, too many Hitlers there. It's a bad Hitler ratio. Yeah, it's still no working dick. Wow. Uh alright, anyway. Just saying, you might need a minute for yourself. At the, at the end of that book, it's revealed that Emma Frost's uh, secret is the Hellfire Club. Club. She's in cahoots, and Xavier's a dick. Yep, both of those things. True, except they're not. Now we get into uh, Astonishing <laughs> X Men Torn. So, w- with with the Hellfire Club, Emma Frost fucks up the X-Men because the X-Men can't catch a break at all. No. They keep going from one fucked up thing to the next fucked up thing and each of their initial battles... They can't even play baseball. Each each of their initial battles they get their ass kicked. Ord beats them up. Danger beats them up. Both times they almost get killed. uh, And now Emma Frost is beating them up and she basically lobotomizes Cyclops and she makes... uh, Shadowcat crazy and make Shadowcat think that she's lived this entire life uh, and that the X-Men have turned on her and have stolen her baby away. Yeah, birthed a baby and looked out a relationship. Did Emma do that or was that Nova who did that to No, no, no. It was Emma doing it. So, this is what I was going to get at. Sandra. Is that the X-Men think that they're fighting the Hellfire Club. At one point, Colossus actually thinks he's fighting Sebastian Shaw. And Cyclops realizes that he's fighting no one. So, because Cyclops, uh, it turns out that what Emma Frost really did was give him mental clarity that he had to get out of that big bug room all on his own. The big bug room. The white hot room, right? The, yeah. the big bug room is the fight. Because you're expecting it to be this, like, super creepy thing with all these, like, 
bugs crawling all over you and eating you, and it's just two <laughs> giant bugs that are like, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just chilling. It's just, like, they seem like cool oh dudes, honestly. Like, you but, can have a beer with them. But that's how great, <laughs> that's how great fucking Joss Whedon is. They're like, maybe is that, you should just go talk to him, man. <laughs> he took, he took one of the stupidest concepts Grant Morrison came up with and was just like, all right. Go run with it. <laughs> Scott's got a big bug room somewhere in his head. And that's where she sent him. And he, like, worked out his problems it's in there. Two bro-ass bugs <laughs> that, that genuinely just gave him good advice. Yeah, that apparently <laughs> sound like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Come on, dude. Can you picture them sounding yeah, any bit. other way? Uh, maybe one like Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Which is basically Beetlejuice, but, it like, is. a little more like this. Yeah. Uh... So, anyway, Scott notices that, A, he doesn't have his powers, and, B, that Colossus actually isn't fighting anyone. And he puts together that there is no Hellfire Club, that it's actually all Emma Frost. Because what had happened was that uh, Cassandra Nova's consciousness had infiltrated Emma Frost and was influencing her to take out the X-Men and to lead... Her body out so that she could revive herself. She's like a liquid cocoon bug. Yeah, which is weird because they didn't specify what happened to her in New X Men. I was actually expecting that for that to be one of the things that we learned, and we didn't learn it. In fact, yep. didn't Morrison allude to her being Ernst the whole time? Uh, no, I think he just kind the last of last arc. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was. I mean, it kind of, or it could have also been that, like, uh, Cassandra Nova's uh, mentality at some point went in. But it, it is kind of Evan Sabinor-ish. Yeah. But he also said that she was <laughs> I, I like in a, a box, didn't it? It, uh, didn't it, almost, it almost sounded like you said Evan Sabinor. You did, didn't you? Yeah, well, what's... His name's In Sabinor. No, Evan, Evan Sabinor. Kid oh, you're talking about, kid, oh, yeah. kid, oh, Genesis. Yeah. Oh, my God. They made him. His name is Evan. Yeah. Instead of in. Oh, oh fuck. Are you just figuring this out? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was like, what? I said that perfectly. <laughs> but I thought you meant in terms of, like, they made her like Apocalypse, how Apocalypse takes over bodies. No, I was uh, more like how it was reborn into uh, Evan. Instead of being like straight on like an apocalypse, like he's like a good guy because he was raised in the right situation. She has a lot of cool things though. She turns uh, Logan back into a Canadian child, yeah, which is great. Kind of feeble, and she regresses Beast down to a feral animal, and Beast eats Logan's leg. So that's the thing that happens. Yeah. What was the what was the great line he says to Emma about her uh, the curvature of her undercarriage? Yeah, 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 that he could see the curvature of her undercarriage. Yeah, her yeah. camel toe. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then she makes um, Shadow Cat just keep falling through the earth until uh, she's like, ah, no, I got control of my own powers. And then she pulls an awesome stunt where she just takes Emma. And then pulls Emma down underground and is like, hey, uh, undo this or tell me, like, she she has something specific. Or I just unphase your head into this ground and yeah. make your, you know, 
and that was cool. And also showing how to use her power very offensively. So I don't know what the fuck Cyclops was talking about before, because she can like face people into shit and murder them. Yeah, but she hadn't done that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but she can. I got to bring up that uh, throwback to the old Hellfire Club. Because uh, I brought it up when we first covered it, but I really liked that. The way when she was forced to go underground like that and kept falling and falling. And uh, I forgot who it was, but one of the original Hellfire members <laughs> had the gravity power and he did that to Wolverine. It made him fall all the way through the Hellfire Club into the oh, sewers. all the way to the sewers, and then he had to save the X-Men from the Hellfire Club. Just the way and, Kitty did. Yeah. And the, the, what's it called, the cover of the pe- uh, comic is the same shit, but instead of Wolverine, it's Kitty. And they're in the same exact pose, all wet, like coming up from sewers or whatever. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it was good. Good callback. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Cyclops starts going around and shooting uh, people in the guts, and it, but it turns out that he's not actually shooting people, but the apparitions that Emma is making. Yo, which so it was, was great. It's crazy before they revealed that because he was just like, "I'm just gonna murder everybody." With this yeah, guy. like Colossus is surprised. Like you just shot. He's like, "Hey, I'm an X Men." I don't shoot people. And he's Bam! Like, and he shoots Sebastian in the stomach. And yeah. he's like, what? But he's like, oh, they're not real. See? Um, anyway, the X-Men... Oh, oh, actually, while this is happening, Ord is all butthurt for getting his butt kicked. And Danger is all butthurt for getting her butt kicked. So they're like, hey, we should work together and crush the X-Men. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let's do that. And we also got to mention that Ord is there because there's some prophecy of a, a mutant that's going to destroy yeah, that's uh, what, his home world. That's what gets revealed in uh, this book. Well, with a prophecy, but from the beginning they said he had a... Um, he's there to save his world from... Uh, from a from mutant. A, yeah, a yeah, mutant. yeah, from a mutant. Yeah. No idea who that mutant is. Yeah. <laughs> no they idea. No, no one don't, No, no way they could possibly have figured it out. Yeah. Except, actually, no, this one they do figure it out. They, f- they find yeah. out it was Colossus. Yeah, but from the picture, it was no way anybody could tell. They <laughs> yeah. needed more information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, the X-Men, they, they defeat Cassandra Nova's consciousness, like her hold over Emma Frost, and... As they do that, and then they get, they break through to Kitty that, you know, the disin, like, the cocooned body of Cassandra Nova isn't her actual baby. When they break through all of this, that's when Ord and Danger end up attacking the mansion, and they're all fighting. And then suddenly they're all, like, gravity binded to the ground, and then they're beamed up to a ship um, by Sword. Because Sword's like, hey, we got a big problem. Now you're all stuck helping us. Because you, you know, put your nose in it or yeah, whatever. We're going to break world. Yeah. And the shit ensues uh, right after that. So that gets us into the fourth arc. Yep. Say arced? The I disrespect, did. though. They're I just like arc. chilling in their house, having their own fucking fight. And yeah. they just get beamed up right out of their fucking house. So rude. I'd be pissed. It kind of is. Yeah. I'm but just like on the toilet taking a shit and yeah, I get beamed like, up. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> you just shit all over their floor. You're <laughs> shit in the skies. You're fucking flying. Oh, man. Uh, that, anyway, that gets us into number uh, four, 
uh, unstoppable. Yeah. And it picks up right exactly where three leaves off with them being beamed up into the sword ship. And the, uh, on their way to break world danger and, uh, or they, they work together again. Don't they to just say, fuck this and dip. Um, they, yeah, I believe they, they get into another ship, right? Like doesn't danger break out or, well, because they're attacked. They, well, that's they start, the last arc that Danger breaks out. Or. Yeah. They, they start getting attacked by the uh, by the Breakworld yeah. soldiers. And so there's a whole thing about uh, the ship on there. Uh, like, there's a secondary ship on Sword Ship that's supposed to be the fastest possible ship that humans have. And then there's like a joke like well then why aren't we on it and it's like ah because they'll notice that one they'll be going for it we're going to take the escape pods uh what about the people on that uh hopefully they go fast and it's as good as it's supposed to be uh so that that was cool and then there's uh this great moment where they're rocketing down between uh both pods and uh wolverine's talking about uh, i forget who's in the pod with him him armor Colossus and his kitty. Yeah, and they're talking about how worried they are about like the other. Said it is kitty. Like he's I was gonna a... say his Sako. So oh I was... yeah, he's got the little <laughs> pet <laughs> kitty. <laughs> like Colossus just petting a cat. Yeah, but he's like he's it's a like metal Guido. form, so he's patting it, aggr- uh, like petting it aggressively. Like, <laughs> the cat's like scared of like, shit. Peeling the skin off of it. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good thing where he's like, I worry about the others, and it skips to the others, and they're fucking like at a tea party or some shit. Yeah, they were, they're, they're having Emma. tea inside of Emma's head, and they're like, yeah, this trauma, like, I figured the trauma of the trip, probably unnecessary. Yeah. Um, they do, I forget where they crash specifically, but that's not actually that important. Um, Different places, that's all that really matters is they get split up, because yeah. Yeah, Kitty and Colossus are together. Yeah, they end up banging. They go to a or, uh, I mean, a break world hospital, which is unheard of there because they're so barbaric and brutal. And they're all like, "Hey, this prophecy is like for real, man. And you're actually supposed to help us, and it's really important." <laughs> and then eventually, they're like, "How do you know it's Colossus for sure?" And they're like, "Well, you see." <laughs> and there's a giant wall of a portrait of Colossus. We're gonna have ramming to post the that sun. Picture. We we did post the picture. Already. We're gonna have to post it again though for this week. But yeah. ramming the sun into their world. It's clearly Colossus. He has the X Men belt on with the X on and <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, he's got the same outfit he's currently wearing. Yeah, he wore this outfit to come. Yeah, there's a uh, Scott uh, hatches a pretty cool plan though about uh, Leviathan in their head. Which was cool. Oh yeah, that was smart. They tricked. Uh, was it Ord? They tricked or just the other Break World people? The the Break World King uh, okay. at the time, and they attack them, and then Scott seemingly dies. But so that they could pry that information away from him, they take his body and they bring him to life the same way they brought back Colossus, which is what he was banking on. So everyone gets themselves uh, arrested and put into position. To all converge against the break world, world uh, throne room, and it's really cool because like, they're all like, "Well, we're waiting on Scott's signal. What's that going to be?" And the surprise was, 
he had his powers the whole time, and he just blasts the fuck out of the king and then out of the roof of his, uh, like, the lab prison it place. It was so dope. It was dope. It's like, the last, the, like, the, Joss Whedon made Cyclops, like, a super badass. Yeah. Like, he used him really well without, like, using him a shit ton. I feel like he's not, like, he's not in it any more than he usually is, but every moment that he has is just so badass. Yeah. He, tactically, he matters. Yeah. It makes sense that he's the leader of the X-Men. He used all the characters well. It wasn't, like, one of those things where he's got too many characters or one character's hogging the spotlight. He would give each character had, like, their own things going on that you cared about. And none of them felt like they they were running on too long. It was nice and a very small amount of Wolverine because that doesn't really matter. But the, a really strong uh, romantic story between Kitty and Colossus, a strong romantic story between Scott and Emma. You know what I'm just noticing, though, is unless for some reason it's resolved in the Chuck Austin books, uh, they never really have a, a conclusion to Beast being gay. Yeah, they just... <laughs> He's just, like, it. not anymore. He's still gay. He's still well, gay. <laughs> In a different sense of the word. Yeah. No, he never, like, the fucking media still thinks he's gay. <coughs> he never retracted that statement. That'd be a weird one-shot issue to come out. <laughs> Just <laughs> Beast being like, by the way, not gay. <laughs> yeah. Very small one-shot. Yeah. Just a page. <laughs> It's one of those side stories at the back of the book, how they have those extras. <laughs> yeah. It's finally resolved, like, 20 years later. Uh... Yeah, so interestingly, you find out um, Ord is a punk on his world, and no one gives a shit yeah, about him. Yeah, he's a little punk bitch. So he goes from he's the being Raditz. a badass He's the Jar Jar of their world. He's, yeah. he's straight up Raditz. Yeah, every time anyone hears about Ord, they're like, fuck this guy. Um, but it turns out that the woman who was running the hospital actually created the prophecy... She just learned of Colossus and knew that his organic skin could make it, uh, organically metal skin, could make it through their uh, core to destroy their power source to their planet, killing everybody. And she was all like, the only way that this planet's going to see peace is if this species is eradicated. So, you know, like, super Hitler? Except if he also was, like, going to commit suicide. If Hitler was, like, everybody's shit. <laughs> like, let's just kill all of us. And, uh... So that's because he was metal? Why he was supposed to be able to take that heat? Yeah, like, he's got, like, a natural arm. Because they had the armor that they could all wear and get into there, too. But, like, but... Emma couldn't do it? Yeah, Emma couldn't do it, supposedly. I don't know. They never explained how they identified Colossus specifically. They just say that they did. Yeah. That is a uh, a good point, though, because I feel like Emma would go in there and ever, all of it would just bounce the fuck off of her. I don't know how that works. Like, it would just be fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean... But what was it? I thought they walked into it was like almost a star, like a bunch yeah. of heat. Kinda. Yeah, like, yeah, basically that's what it is. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe it, like, it kind of chips away at metal... And maybe because his is organic metal, he's, like, kind of healing as fast as it's chipping away. That could make sense. 
I mean, I'm I'm assuming most mutants have some sort of accelerated healing. Yeah, because well, they're usually getting every, fucked up and then they're fine. Every comic book addressed. character has a little bit of a enhanced healing and extra durability. It's just without being stated, it's just a thing. Even like the people, like Daredevil and stuff. Right. I think it's been stated at one point like that mutants do have all of them have like yeah. they're a little bit better physically, like they heal a little bit faster, and they're just. More capable in terms of their physical endurance and all that shit. Not yeah. like a great amount, but just, you know, because they're the next stage in evolution. Yeah, like even Daredevil, even though he has no, like, powers, really, he heals faster because he is, like, does, like, yoga or whatever. He... <laughs> <laughs> he does, like... That's what it is. He meditates, and it helps him heal faster. So, yeah, uh, he threatens to destroy the planet. Um, Colossus does at one point, right? Uh, no, um, well, he thinks he maybe. should. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe this place yeah. is trash. Maybe I should just destroy it. Oh, I thought he did that to bait somebody. No, he, uh, he, when he threatens, he says that like he's the only one who could ever do it. So like he threatens to rule the world instead of destroy it. I thought uh, he was confused, like because they wanted him to destroy the world or something like that. Well, no. Is at it, one point, his is it him who cuts off the leader's arm because that's how he became king, or somebody else? Uh, I just remember that he had the whole speech to somebody because they were saying he's the only one he couldn't do it, and he was saying like, like instead of uh, he's like, I'm not going to destroy your world like you want. I'm I'm going to rule it because like if I if you guys don't do what I say, I can. Uh, I'm the only one who can do that. Right. Uh, oh, the whole time... Oh, no, no, he does threaten to destroy the world. Remember? Because he wants... They find out about the bullet. Yeah. So he leveraged... I Elvis. thought it was more him contemplating that he could... No. Uh, that he should because of the bullet or whatever. No. Um, it wasn't that he was contemplating. He was actually threatening. Because... So, the one who created the prophecy dies. Because she ends up getting the mask torn off while she's inside... Of that star. Yeah. That well, and, uh, Ord flies in and helps him. Yeah, doesn't he die too? Yeah. Yeah. But Ord comes in and is like, no, not my planet. And fucking. Yeah, he kills the girl. Yeah. But then he tells the guy, the, the king, hey, tell me how to stop this missile. Otherwise, I will destroy this planet. And he's like, you can't stop it. It's not a missile. And that's when you find out it's a bullet. And that all the heroes of Earth gather together to try to stop this bullet and Kitty Pride ends up inside of it as it launches because they all think it's a missile so they're, she's trying to find a way to shut it down. panel that she has to get to to short circuit and it turns out nope, it's a hollow point bullet and it, she ends up in a room in it. I think that's the greatest part of, uh, of that arc is all the superheroes thinking that they saved everybody. Yeah. And, and like, sentries, like, stopping the uh, bullet, and like, just Spider-Man straight up. Spider-Man catches it in a giant <laughs> web net. Like, the reason they know it's bullshit is because Spider-Man's like, wait, this doesn't make any fucking sense that and I can save the day. he and he starts hitting everybody awake. Yeah, he starts punching everybody. <laughs> then, uh, he first wakes up Storm, but they have that awesome line, and they're like, uh, like, uh, what's Spider-Man doing? And she's like, oh, he's trying to wake up I can't remember who it was. It's like he's trying to wake him up. Either that, or he really doesn't like him. Because <laughs> he's hitting them a lot. Yeah. 
but that I think that wasn't really clear, but I think it was the feedback of Doctor Strange trying to figure out a way to stop it. I think just ended up putting them all in a daze. Yeah. Uh, and so it ended up falling to Shadowcat to stop the bullet by phasing the entire thing through the earth and then going out the other side and staying stuck until eventually Magneto was able to pull her out uh, in a different book altogether. And that's that's pretty much where Joss Whedon's Astonishing ends. Yeah, I do, do got to find the, a read-up on how she does get out of there, because I never thought about that. Like, she's just in the bullet forever. Yeah, I, I have those I have those books. That, that was an uncanny, right? Yep. Uh, Magneto, uh, he's trying to prove, the, prove his worth to the X-Men, because he wants to be a part of what they're doing. And one of the things he does is he brings the bullet back to Earth and then stops it right above it, and everyone freaks out. Because he just brought this giant bullet back, and uh, he diffuses Shadowcat from it, but then Shadowcat's stuck in this state of phasing, so she ends up getting put in this weird like ghost suit. So the only way for her to be uh, physical is to be inside of this suit, contained, sort of like the Fart Boy. Fart Boy. <laughs> yeah, from uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah, book. fucking Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, anything but else? Yeah, that's you, astonishing. Yeah, I think uh, that we ran through it in, in in about an hour. All right, that was the worst. As the next uh, next week, we're going to be doing um, uh, House of M, right? Yeah. And so House of M, the fucking eight issues of that, and then I'm going to also do the aftermath issue. I don't know about you guys, but aftermath aftermath of House of M. Yeah, the day after. Oh, um, I don't know if that's in my trade. If it is, then I'll read it. If it's not, not in Decimation? Or is that House of M? Um, I don't know. I just found an issue that said the day after. Uh, and I know it's about it's all, probably the mutants, uh, all the mutants like losing their powers. Like I, I looked at the first page, and uh, it's Blob. And all like he's all skinny, but he's got like a bunch of loose skin all over him. Okay. Yeah, I do remember reading that. I'm down. Uh, um, and whatever else drops weekly or whatever. Yeah, and uh, go like the uh, the Facebook, the uh, Twitter, and the uh, Instagram page at Maxman Podcast. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, Ooh. thanks Alrighty. for joining us for this issue of Maxman. He's Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. Later. <laughs>